going on, everyone? Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year. It's great to be back with the first big cast of the year and uh, joined by uh, some awesome first-time guests as well, which I'm really excited about. Uh, but for first, of course, I have to shout out, it's a new year. It's still the same old Dan. What's same up? old Dan. I am here <laughs> and ready to go. Let's do this. I'm excited. You, you got the, uh, the Cubs shirt today. You're going sports on us, huh? Yeah, you know what? I was like... It was the next in line. I mean, that's how my wardrobe works. I mean, I've explained it to people. It's like whatever's next on the hanger in my closet, that's what gets put on that morning. There's days where it might be like Cubs, then a game shirt, and then I do laundry, and then the Cubs are back in the front. So, you know, same same pajama pants, though. I like to way, way too much Cubs, man. Right? Yeah. Way too much Cubs. <laughs> there can never be too much Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's but the dream no. though man you gotta just whatever's next in line that, yeah that's, that's it that's yeah i got yeah I, I don't need to like get dressed up for anything what the hell am i doing that's very true that is the dream you're right when you <laughs> yeah. get to the point in life where it's just like whatever's next works yeah yep it's good yeah it's perfect <laughs> in our bottom left on the screen here coming to us from across the pond is the indie gamer himself a big supporter of the show uh, we obviously support everything he does. You you know him. I'm sure our audience knows uh, and follows him well as well. So thanks for coming on, man. Great to have you here. Honestly, bro, absolute honor to come on. Uh, like you say, I've supported the, the your show, that like season gaming in general. All of you guys rock big time. I've got a ton of respect for what you do, keeping it real. Um, absolute honor, as I say, to be on chatting some games with you. I had the pleasure of being on um, Archimedes' show, and that was such a blast talking about the year yeah. that we had had last year. Um, so, yeah, that was um, a ton of fun. And thank you so much for extending the invite to come on your own show. It means a lot. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this with you guys, especially with, like, Lord Sovereign as well on the guest. Dan, it's always a pleasure chatting games with you. Loving the pathless, loving the pathless love recently. And yeah, Ains, obviously, you're the man. So thanks again for for the invite, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I think at this point, you know, uh, we have to have someone with an English accent on every episode. (laughs) uh, You know, I'm going to have to schedule that in advance and figure out how we do that. Uh, Because my family's English, but I can't even fake the accent. I sound terrible. So. Uh, like, yeah, I like. It. I think you we should make some... an effort. Maybe give it, give it a pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We're Same gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us, I, I sadly am not going to give him the intro that uh, you know the Iron Lords are famous for. But the elusive man himself, uh, <laughs> Mass Effect One champion, which obviously puts him right top tier anyway, well, as part yeah, of this. I'm, I'm going to send Cog a, a quick DM. Leave Cog alone. Leave Cog. <laughs> Cog's busy, man. Cog's busy. But Stav, man, finally great to have you on. Um, absolute pleasure getting to uh, meet you. Oh God, it's been a year and a half, hasn't it, since right. E3 2019? Yeah, it's that's it's scary to think about, but yeah, amazing. Yeah, Shane, we can, we've already time. talked about you know what we hoped to do last year and didn't get to do, but yeah, uh, sometime again soon. But anyway, Stav, great to have you on, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, from the beginning, like when when I when I heard about like like you and what you guys were doing with season gaming, um, it, it just it, it it spoke to me, right? I'm always calling myself an old bastard. I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're in company here, man. We, we, we need a space for us, man. Just have people to listen to us and hear us out. So, um, yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you guys. I know I haven't met Dan in person yet, but it, but you and Bert and. Um, yeah, I, finally able to be here. The Yeti has arrived. The, the Sasquatch <laughs> has arrived. <laughs> so an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the invite. 
Uh, of course, we, we joked a few weeks ago about, you know, as Dan and I get even older than we already are, uh, uh, what we can switch to from season gaming. And I think Old Bastard Gaming may be a contender. Old, old, old Bastard yeah. Gaming works, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, man. Hassan's already kicking us off, man. Let's kick off this year with a banger. Anthem 2.0, baby. Our first super Woo-hoo! chat on the first Anthem. big cast of 2021. And Anthem is already at the front of the pack. I think I tweeted that out yesterday. I mean, we're, we're you know, it's the most comprehensive anthem, anthem chat in the industry. <laughs> Which <laughs> ain't saying much. Yeah, it is what it is. Thanks, Asan. Good to see you guys. Good to see all the regulars in chat. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into some things because, um, you know, you guys are both here for the first time. Um, what we like to do is have a real brief conversation, just a little background from you, what got you into gaming, you know, the things you really enjoy and some of your favorite IPs and platforms. So uh, I'll start bottom left. Indy, I'll start with you, man. So uh, going back, what got you into gaming and uh, how long you've been doing it? Um, well, the first the first platform I gamed on was the Commodore 64 Retro Baby. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so quite a way back there. Um, yep. Yeah, so... Um, that was yeah i that was i was i think i was around i was i was very young at that point um yeah and it was uh those long loading screens everything like that you know the <laughs> the crazy colors that came you know I, mean? I don't know how they got away with epilepsy warnings back then like with those kind of weird colors that flashed up on the loading screens and that um but yeah no that was where i first um went into gaming then i moved on from there into sort of like amiga i was sort of on those sort of like what you what you sort of would call like the computers um, sure. technically uh, but they were gaming platforms as well but you know that was my way of um, in, uh, encouraging my parents to get me one I'll, I'll do i'll do my homework on it or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah but really i'm gaming on it you know what i mean and so i was always kind of like on that sort of thing like atari st i had and amiga 600 i think it was um yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you want to hear the whole the whole of it, but uh, you know, it's, I started off there. Yeah, you know, I did. I didn't. I I went. I went uh, Mega Drive. I was in. I was quite a big Sega sort of fan with the. Yeah, you're in I was good a big, a big, Yeah, good company with like you guys <laughs> and like NLG and all that. They're, they're big Sega guys as well. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, the I was a big fan actually of the Saturn, which is quite um, one that went sort of on the west side. <laughs> you got Sav happy over here. <laughs> nice. You're nailing it. <laughs> I, loved, I loved all those arcade games back then. I was a big fighting game fan and like, you know, the Daytona and that kind of stuff was oh, you yeah. know, straight out of the arcade, obviously a bad version of it, but <laughs> it was, um, that was what I was digging at the time. Um, although arcades weren't quite as big over in the UK as they are in America, mm. um, you know, that kind of stuff. I actually had a, my best friend was actually um, from Hong Kong kong in school and he would often go over and he would always go to a place called the trocadero in london don't know if you've ever heard of that but that's a big arcade it's now closed down unfortunately um but yeah he was uh big in in touch with that scene and so yeah i was influenced by his sort of thing he liked dragon ball z even back then uh he bought me a pencil case of dragon ball z (laughs) from (laughs) from hong kong when he came back but yeah i was drifting off big time uh but yeah i just um you know i enjoy those uh those kind of like retro games but i to be honest with you these days uh, you know a lot of people um 
still get into the retro stuff i have to admit i don't go i don't play so much i've still got my dreamcast i've still got an amigo in the house nice. but you know i don't tend to go back to them and play very much it's more of a sort of like a, a memento of a good the nostalgia time. thing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah um there's so many games to be keeping on top of especially in the indie scene there's so many which do a good job of um a lot of them do a good job of sort of um paying tribute to those games anyway so if you are a retro fan you can get a, a taste of that with a new twist in the in the indie scene so uh there's always you know that if you do want to you know there's a lot of like mega man sort of tributes and stuff like that kind of thing you know nowadays but yeah it's um that would be like the platform where i started commodore 64 and cool. then it went went on from there yeah and sorry what's the other things the any um, oh you're fine man you're yeah, fine that's yeah I've, I, I've rambled I, enough i think <laughs> <laughs> i haven't uh i haven't heard the word amiga in a while so that's yeah cool. amiga was a big one actually for me i remember cannon fodder on that and um oh, yeah. you know like that. lemmings on that definitely oh, yeah. those those were big games for me like because I, I actually with the commodore 64 i was so young i have even hard hard memories sort of like hard time remembering sure. some of the games i played on it uh, but with amiga it's more it's more uh, there in my memory but i do have a cool um a photograph of myself playing on the commodore 64 um when i was a wee boy <laughs> like, but yeah there was some there was some cool games on there too but you know like i say like cannon fodder and those kind of games, the sensible soccer and stuff i don't know if you guys enjoy like that kind of i don't know if you had that in america even because uh, it's obviously uh -huh. soccer but um yeah it was called sensible soccer we call it football but yeah sensible soccer was cool um but yeah <laughs> that was a good time it was a good time it got me into it anyway <laughs> nice um so yeah so if you had to pick a favorite platform of all time oh yeah so that, that was one where that's quite a tricky one i think a lot of people <laughs> probably go back and say like I mean, I could say I like the Dreamcast or the Saturn, but if you're th you thinking just in general, any platform of all any time, platform. I would probably yeah. have to these days say something more recent, which is probably disappointing some of the retro fans. But uh, <laughs> I would probably just have to say something like PC if I wanted to. Um, sure. I've recently got into PC this year, bought the PC at the start of the year. Uh, sorry, not this year, sorry, last year. <laughs> could get it 2020 <laughs> still. Uh, but last year, I mean, I mean, obviously Xbox has been massive for me and I've got straight in on the um, original Xbox and I went to 360 and then I went to Xbox One and then obviously all the iterations, etc. Uh, and Xbox is massive. But now I sort of see Xbox and PC as a sort of one platform in a way sure. um, but PC is all-encompassing and that is why I would say if I had one if I had to sort of get rid of all my platforms I would just keep the PC because sure. you know there's so many great indies on it and it covers you know all of the games essentially apart from those PlayStation exclusives uh, basically but they're starting to come over as well now too so yeah I mean uh, people might be sad to hear me say PC but it'd be Xbox and PC I would say as if I'm allowed to say it like that <laughs> yeah of course, of course. There's, no, there's no hard rules here um, <laughs> and then of course the hard one for some anyway is what's your favorite game of all time yeah that's definitely tricky um <laughs> i mean you probably heard me say this recently i probably will stick with this at the moment um it's going to be it's going to be again a more recent game um and it's going to be hollow knight because oh it's yeah i know you could go retro Great again game. but i do i love it to bits it, it's one of those games that you know just when i was playing it i just couldn't couldn't 
put it down. I've just played, you know, the whole weekend straight all through the day. I don't usually game that much in the day. I'm more of an like an evening gamer or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go really late, naughtily, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But then yeah. on the hollow night, I just had to carry on through the day, through the night. I, one time I put in like about a nine hour stretch or something. It's a it's a big old game. Uh, there's so much yeah. you can do within it. But um, the, the game design is just masterful. Um, some people find it a bit harsh at first to sort of, um, you know, they feel a bit lost at first because it doesn't hold your hand in any way, Mm -hmm. but you know, you start getting a feel for it, the design, unlocking the areas and, um, it's just, it's incredibly well, well designed I love the Metroidvania games anyway. That's probably one of my favorite, I would say, if not my favorite genre of game. Um, I just feel like they're really rewarding, you know, like Ori games that's up there as well as one of my favorites, Mm. but yeah, Hollow Knight. It's just uh, something about it. It just won my heart big time. Um, and yeah, and I cannot wait for Silk Song, which is on the way. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you haven't tried Hollow Knight, I think I say this on every podcast I go on. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Definitely, guys, check it out. And don't be scared if you're feeling a bit like, I'm not sure if this is for me within the first hour or two. Just keep at it because it will win you over and you will feel like more and more confident with it. If you have to look up a few little tips on the early on, feel free to because like, you know, it, it, it doesn't tell you much early on, but feel free, you know, I mean, sorry, feel free to look it up, but also, you know, feel, find the map maker, uncover the areas, and then you'll start to un- un- discover its absolute charm that it has. But yeah, that's that's essentially my Hollow Knight shout out of, of this podcast. I can do it every single one. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a great game. Uh, we've right. got a good, uh, Dan and I got a buddy that uh, adores it like you, and he got me nice. into it, and I put some time into it. It's really, really good. Yep. Fantastic. That's great so, stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Sob, let's go over to you, man. So, uh, yeah, you're an old bastard like the rest of us here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I know we joked before about Sega and growing up in the arcade scene and, you know, a lot of different things here. But where'd you uh, where what got you into it at the start? I mean, for me at the start, it had to be just the smaller little handheld stuff like the game and watch stuff. Oh, okay. that, you know, just because that's, you know, my, your parents would buy you something like that as, yeah. as opposed to buying you like a big uh, home console. Uh, but I actually did have access to like a home pong machine. Like at my, at my grandparents' house, they had that and television. So when I went, I'd go over there, I'd play that. But again, it was so, it, as for a small kid, it was kind of obtuse, like the television, like pulling out the, the, the <laughs> telephone cord thing and then putting the overlays on the TV yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> so I had access to all of that. And that sort of got, kind of piqued my interest somewhat. And then just constantly playing the smaller games, like the game and watch. I remember a game that my dad got me called Alien Attack, I believe it was. Um, it's funny because I was looking for it on eBay uh maybe like six months ago and if you find that that handheld in mint condition it's like upwards of 500 bucks wow so um yeah just 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 those type of things and then finally we got an atari 2600 and that you know for for a young kid myself and my brother actually all of us my sister as well it was just like th- this wow moment, like what the heck we have these games that, you know, you'd play them every now and again in the arcade. If you went out with your parents, they'd give you a couple of quarters and you play them. But that was the extent of it. 
So then to have it in the house, no matter, you know, obviously Pac-Man wasn't the greatest and the, the version of Donkey Kong and whatnot wasn't the greatest as well. Yeah. But just to have it in the house was was for us huge because as kids, my, my parents were very protective of us. We weren't the type of kids that they allowed, you know, you know, I've talked a lot about where 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 I grew up and it, you know, isn't not the greatest. And my parents were very good about. You know, you go out when we go out. You're not hanging sure. out in the front in front of the building. You're not hanging out. You're not doing any of that stuff. So we spent a lot of time indoors when we weren't going out as a family. So, hey, video games. And that's what we gravitated to. So uh, my love for it sort of really, really came from that. The fact that it was it was our one big sort of pastime that we did together uh, as, as not necessarily as a family, but the kids. We, we That was our thing. Um, and yeah, so Atari was was my first uh kind of like exposure to that and then after that um sega sega basically it was the master system so yeah, me, boy. and the master <laughs> sort of happened by default right at that point i was in school like cog and i were friends and um and the master system was something that he had but he also had access to nintendo as well but the master system was one that you know that everybody talked about so again in my mind I'm like that's the one i want but when it might that that you know whatever year i got it for christmas my dad's like okay we're gonna go to the store you're gonna pick out what you want and they had the nintendo entertainment set with the uh with the with the light gun it wasn't the one with with uh with rob and yeah the action set the action set yeah oh and they had the sega master system and it was at sears that that, that we went to r.i.p sears (laughs) (laughs) and um but there was a deal for a free copy of Double Dragon on the Master System, the oh, better yeah. version, the better nice. version, <laughs> the, the the one that was a two player, um, yeah. that was arcade quote unquote per- perfect, <laughs> and um, and it it wasn't out yet on the console. I it wasn't out yet, so and I would be receiving it before it actually came to market. So I was like, oh, no brainer, <laughs> hey, Sega, Sega it is. Um, and I remember when that game came in the mail. I slept with the box for like a week, and then <laughs> <laughs> I slept with the box for a week. And then I, I went to school and I and I told Cog what I had. He's like, I don't believe you. Whatever. I'm like, I, I, trust me, I had the game. I'm gonna bring you the box. So I bring the box over, and then Cog, I, I there were a lot of rules in my house when it came to playing video games, right? So it's like video game Friday, Saturday, some of Sunday, Friday when you get home, but at some point you gotta do your homework in that in that time frame, but no video games during the week cog didn't have those restrictions so he's like he's like hey can i borrow can i borrow double dragon during the week and i'm like son of a i don't know oh, fine so he comes over he comes over he's like hey this is andrew i'm gonna borrow uh brian's game and i was just like okay reluctantly giving it to him because i know he's gonna like run through it a million times before i even get to play it once yeah, yeah. Love but Double was, Dragon. I loved it. You reminded me. <laughs> Good classic. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's not a great game. You really look at it. In, in yeah, it's, it's it's lacking in some areas, but yeah, the nostalgia. The time, part, yeah, to have it, and that again, that sort of really kicked off my Sega love. And as so when you mentioned uh, the Saturn indie, I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead a little bit and say that my favorite platform of all time is the Sega Saturn. It okay, really nice, is. awesome. I thought it, I'd be disappointing you by not saying that. I could have man. said that. It was close. <laughs> if I was going retro. The Saturn for me, like I loved my PS1. I loved my N64. Uh, you know, all of them out around that same time. But the Saturn to me, it, I've never been the, the, the type that really just 
that does it that goes for the easy w in terms of like oh the, you know yeah. the one that everybody else likes oh, sure. that's so me as well i'm always well, master, like going the for the underdog system's a perfect example <laughs> exactly that. that's the perfect example yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> so um Definitely. you know like i said i love my playstation but i gravitated to that saturn i was still big into uh 2d fighting games and the saturn was a place to be for that mm, yeah. um and i was also huge into importing stuff so there were so many gems from from uh from the japanese side of things on the saturn that i had access to because i was just that was that was kind of our thing like myself king cog we were always going uh downtown in the, you know to chinatown and they had a bunch of stores that it would frequent that had all the newest uh import games that's awesome and that was our thing like so we would just as easily buy i would say that my my library was probably maybe even 60 40 import versus domestic games um so yes. it was a lot of stuff so i, I just love that console i love the fact that it was an underdog um and and i just i played so much on that i played so much on that um, that's awesome you know, that, you know after that I, it was everything it was everything I, after that uh again i you have your preferences you have your favorites but uh i've i always felt like look i'm not i'm not gonna miss out on something that i think is gonna be cool just because it's on a platform that maybe i don't play a bunch of other stuff on yeah. um, so I, I became kind of the super platform agnostic and just anything that, that kind of sort of sparked my fancy i was going to make sure i had the platform to play it Nice. It's the best way to be. We all know that. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Guardian Heroes. Oh, Guardian there you go, Heroes. man. You Woo! calling out Guardian Heroes. You, so you still have your Saturn? Any uh, game? I do not have it anymore because, uh, you know, when you're, when you're young. <laughs> that, that when you're, yeah, when you're young and you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're poor and then, you know – you don't think about this stuff. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and you're like, quite expensive right, as well. I think, I think the value is quite high on the Saturn, isn't it? Or is Dreamcast are a bit lower, I think, to pick up now. I think Dreamcast, you can find more of Saturn is a little bit tougher. Um, yeah, Saturn, yeah. And Saturn's yeah. like good ones in the box. And remember, mm -hmm. they had different models, right? Depending yeah. on what yeah. you want. They're they're creeping up. They, they're, is, they're is definitely the, creeping um, up. The US yeah. is the is it the Japanese one or the US one that's the gray one the not black you know that's gray the and purple always. Japanese one that's Japanese one Japanese, yeah. Yeah. That's Japanese one um, yeah that unfortunately I got rid of it um, but they, there's a store here in New York City called Video Games New York mm. that they really they specialize in in, in retro stuff um, and they also sort of do um, modifications. So they have, I believe they have one, it probably costs upwards of $300, but they have one with a, a modded HDMI. So you can actually yeah. use it on modern sets. Mm. So there, yeah. there's definitely ways to get back to it. Um, there is a, a retro machine that's coming out. I was going to buy it. I forgot what it's called. It's the one that comes with different modules that you attach. Yeah, and, I know what you mean. And the base module actually is for CD-based games. So I guess you could play PS1, Sega Saturn, a bunch of stuff on just the base uh, console. And I think it's $400. Oh, the analog something, isn't it? Yes. The, in, no, the analog is different. The analog okay. is the ones that's like a bespoke versions of... You know, that's right. That's NES. right. I know the one you're talking about, though, because that vendor was set up at E3 in 2019 on the... They were. Side. Yeah, with they the thing. So, uh, yeah, I, again... the. I have so many great memories of that <laughs> but yeah, you, after that, I just, everything. <laughs> you, uh, as you talked about joking about, you know, having to sell things off when we were younger, you know, you reminded me that I sold my entire Neo Geo collection for some oh! wheels, for some wheels for my okay. car. 
Like, wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to just say for some wheels, for a car. Yeah, for my car. How is it? You know, cars wow. and girls were the priority at that girls moment in my life. I, I hear you, man. And that's painful. Like, two, you know, $200 cartridges. And oh, uh, I looked them up recently and I shed a tear, man. What? <laughs> I, I, I won't get into it. It's bad. We're talking like tens of thousands. Yeah, it's bad. I, I, man, I remember like Cog and I used yeah. to, used to be a store. They used to be a store called Nobody Beats the Whiz. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that was an electronic store that Cog and I would go into in the afternoons to because they had a Neo Geo set up and you could play the demos. And yeah. we'd just go in there. We'd play Baseball Stars. We'd play Magician Lord until they, until they got kicked us out. Um, and then and eventually when it, we met. The Wiz? Like from the Seinfeld? Wiz. The Wiz. Yep. Nobody <laughs> beats the Wiz. Like, I'm the Wiz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the actual store was called Nobody Beats the Wiz. It was it was. It was out around the time like crazy eddie and stuff like that like <laughs> it was uh well, they, that was the electronic episode. Episode. you know they, they <laughs> made a whole time episode, episode yeah, about where they got like nobody beats the wind <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that is a real thing that is a, that was oh, the before best buy before you had targets and stuff like that it, it, that was it the whiz Oh man, it's it, it's something else, man. Just That's to crazy. see all those things gone, it's it, it, it's sad, but it's it. They definitely are of a time and place, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I, I realize we're uh, you know we've turned this into a retro podcast. At this point. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Which we I have love, a bunch of old bastards on here. I don't yeah, which I love, by the way. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing we didn't hear, uh, Sav, is uh, what's your favorite game of all time? Do you have one? Like one. Yeah, I mean, it's they've they, it changes over the years, right? Sure. Because you, you see, you know, you experience different things, and I think the one that for me has stayed since about I would say 2012 is is the original Red Dead. Um, yes. All right. That it's funny because I I didn't play it when it came out in 2010. Okay. And it came out and I said, oh, I guess this is one rock star game I'm not playing because this cowboy stuff is just not for me. I just <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't care for it. Let it languish there for, for two years. and But you just keep hearing all these great things about it. I'm like, all right, I, let's, let me sit down and play this. So I started playing it 2012, late 2012. Um, and it was a time in my life where I, I was I'm old enough that I I don't necessarily need, you know, all of my video games to be like super bombastic and a lot of shooting explode. I like quiet moments in video games. Mm. Um, and at that point I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this game hundred percent. I'm not, not, I'm not going to go into it with any sort of preconceived notions of why I might dislike it. I'm just going to give it a chance. And I just got lost in that world. I got lost in that world in a way that I did not expect. <laughs> and it, it was in, like I said, that time in my life, I was, I was getting married. Um, I was switching jobs. So there was so much, so many things that were changing in my life that I, for me within a game, I needed a game that could give me peace and quiet sometimes. Mm -hmm. And obviously Red Dead has plenty of action, but that was the first game where I felt that you could sort of exist in that world and you create moments that in other games you just don't find. Like, when I, I've said this a million times, but you're riding your horse in the desert and, you know, you see the sun setting on the horizon and you hear, you know, you have your headsets on. You know, I played with the lights off, headsets on and you're there. It brings you there. And it's such a quiet and peaceful and reflective moment that I'm like, wow, I've never I've never felt this in any game before. Ever. <laughs> and, and it just it, it just 
I was enamored from that point on. Um, and obviously, nice. Red, Dead, Red Dead 2 sort of stepped that up to a, another level for me. That, was, that Okay, good, good. We're safe. We're safe. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I was going to ask you, I have spoken to quite a few people. Like, Dan and I both adore Red Dead 2. Like, it's way up there for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Red Dead 1, like you said. Um, but I have spoken to quite a few people who loved Red Dead 1 but just couldn't get into Red Dead 2. And I, I, I don't really understand it. I don't know if they gave it enough time. Um, I don't know, but you know, I think I, I, for me, one, the differences that I find, which I liked, but I, I can see other people not liking is Red Dead one feels more like, a, like more of a game. It, it, it feels more gamified. Yeah. Where two is very much an experience you live in. Right. And Correct. it's not, you know, I've had plenty of arguments with addict about the shooting and whatnot. It's like, it's not supposed to be great shooting. It's supposed <laughs> to feel heavy. It's yeah. supposed to, it's a, it, you know, their arguments to say, oh, well, they got, you know, they got the combat wrong. It's like they spent a decade on this game. Do you think they got the combat wrong or they <laughs> wanted it to be that way um, for better or for worse, whether you like it or not? Yeah. That's how they wanted it. It um, would feel weird if it was all of a sudden Titanfall in the shooting department. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I think the I, way I you always, phrased that was was right. And now I forget exactly what you just said, damn it. Um, it, it I always argue with Act about it. And I'd say, oh, yeah, he doesn't like it because it doesn't it doesn't play like Destiny. And I'm like, well, it's not supposed to play like Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I get I get that about it. And it it, it is if you're not a, if you're a person who gets sort of easily bored with things and you come to games constantly wanting action this is not the game yeah. for you because I, i've said the same yeah, yeah. you're you're just it, you're gonna find it boring but yeah. i i like the minutiae i like yeah, me the too fact, I, I love that stuff so yeah i think what what the things that i loved about red dead one <coughs> blown out in red dead two to 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 an extent that uh you know i never necessarily thought possible because i when i thought we weren't getting a red dead two I was very much happy to have uh, The Witcher 3 as my surrogate Red Dead 2. I'm like, okay, this is what I would want from a, a sequel to Red Dead is basically what I, I'm getting from The Witcher. Yeah. Um, and But they did so much more because, again, The Witcher is a fantastic world that you that, that it feels lived in, but it doesn't – you don't necessarily interact with it the same way that you would Red Dead, right? Sure. Red Dead, it does feel like you – you know – you're Arthur Morgan and you're running around doing whatever you feel like doing until you decide that you want to take the story path. <laughs> and other than that, you can do whatever you want. So yeah, yeah man, it's gotta be Red Dead One because again, it Red Dead Two takes it to another level, so but you, it is standing on the shoulders of greatness. <laughs> so just to be clear, you came on your Sega guy. Yeah. You've now promoted Red Dead, Red Dead Two and Witcher Three. So we're yeah. just hitting all the we're hitting yeah. all the right notes. It's gonna say, can um, I have another couple of- <laughs> as long as you like Halo, you may become a permanent guest. Yeah, you know? no, no. I, I love Halo as well, man. My 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 OG Xbox story. I, I love the Xbox platform. I myself along with Cog and 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 King when, and my brother Kaibatsu, when Xbox came out, you know, when they announced it. We weren't pessimistic about it. We were excited. We were like, oh, my God, this big company is going to come in and try to make a, a stand against these monsters, against yeah. Nintendo and Sony. Like, we, were, we weren't pessimistic about it. We was like, okay, let, let's see what they bring. And the fact that they approached it from a perspective, okay, we're going to try to give you the most powerful console possible. We're going to make changes to what, is, what you're used to in the console space with the hard drive and, and, and giving you the, uh, the Ethernet port right out of the bat. They were, they were being... You know they were they were coming in and trying to make a splash. Yeah. And 
when I got that console home and I all those things sort of came to fruition, I'm like, they're not playing. They're not playing around. Uh, I remember day one, I brought it home and I played the games in order of, you know, least excitement to most excitement. So I started with Project Gotham. I threw on PGR and I'm a, a Metropolis Street Racer fanatic um, from the, from so the dream. You're still nailing it. You're so <laughs> it. MSR. I loved MSR. So to see that yeah. sort of progression, I threw that on. I, you know, and I Great went in classic, by the way. Yeah, man. I yeah. love that game. That game is so good. <laughs> and so I, I threw on PGR and immediately, I, you know, I ripped soundtracks to the hard drive and I'm vibing to my own to my own tracks playing PGR. I must have played that for three hours. I was like, OK, they nailed it. This is great. Then I went to Dead or Alive 3 and that was like the graphical showpiece. I'm like, I cannot believe they and I and I we love Dead or Alive. We played the original on the Saturn to death, Dead or Alive 2 on Dreamcast when it first came out. So to see three and, and still have it be this monumental graphical leap mm -hmm. on the Xbox was just mind blowing. So I played yeah. that for a few hours and I saved the I, I saved the end for Halo. I threw on Halo, I played through the intro. And again, I tried to play first person shooters on console up to that point. I, I played Time Splitters, I love Time Splitters, um, but nice. the, contr the, the controls on the PlayStation were, I, I was never, I didn't know about going into the options and you know setting down, dialing down sort of sensitivity and stuff like that. So I was all over the place shooting. And what Halo did for console shooters is that it sort of normalized a certain speed for that. And you know, I, I played through that intro and I immediately called Cog. I'm like, have you played Halo yet? He's like, no, I haven't gotten to it yet. Stop what you're doing. The revolution. Go play Halo. Go play Halo right now. Yeah. <laughs> Go play Halo right now. And yeah. and and that kind of that was the love affair with Xbox from from then on. And uh, I, see, yeah. I see people nowadays, and we're all over the place today. But I love it. This is like <laughs> sorry for the long. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, it's I'm in my element. Like, Hearing so you compelling. guys talk about all these things, I'm in my element. I love it. So, um, but one one last thing on that is, yeah, it. I we're at the point now where Halo's coming up on 20 years old. Mm -hmm. where you know you're seeing younger gamers um kind of not have experienced halo when it came onto the scene mm -hmm. and so they don't they don't understand the impact that it had and what it did uh and the significance of it let me get to some of these chats we got a whole bunch here Good oh, man, I'm sorry. oh no 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 you're fine man so uh uh mike what's up man he said uh the whiz we had that here in maryland don't feel bad Ains. i sold my neo geo stuff too for stupid reasons it's horrible mm -hmm. horrible feeling um <laughs> Where am I at? Uh, Hassan said, Savi just installed Red Dead 1 this morning, and Hassan is a massive Red Dead 2 fan, but he's never played Red Ooh, Dead 1. What? Wow. Wow. So he's going back to that now. Archimedes That's in the house. What's up, brother? He said Red Dead 1 on the very, very rare games I consider a 10 out of 10. Um, I would say absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think Red Dead 2 topped it for the reasons kind of solve and we've touched about before. But, of course, when you look at when Red Dead came out, the original, it was yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, although he then follows this up, he says it's a downgrade. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just put that to the side right now. Wait, what's a downgrade? Red Dead two is a, is downgrade, a downgrade to Red I, Dead one. That goes to some people want it to be gamier and it's not. As gamier. <laughs> <laughs> That's what moved to Hassan's comment, which is accurate. It's an 11 out of 10. Um, <laughs> I see, uh, cog in the house. What's up? Driving, making sure Salvinane's behave. I mean, two slanders at a minimum. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. We haven't slandered the game just yet. No, no, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Don't worry about it. And, and like, like Elu said, no slander just because me one's the best doesn't mean me two's bad. Yeah, this is the thing. Why, why are you making us do this? They're both games that I love and adore. Why do you, why, 
why do I have to, you know? <laughs> so we haven't asked Indy. Indy, are you a Mass Effect fan? Uh, no, when I, when I saw this debate uh, unfolding <laughs> on Twitter, I was a bit disappointed. Just, just say yes, and part one's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I wasn't. A if you want to be invited back, you were just. Yeah, <laughs> I was more like I wanted more action from my games back then. I think I've evolved since that sort of time. Like it's obviously uh, the pacing is quite slow and stuff, isn't it? And and yes. in depth and stuff like that. And I was wanting more like you know thrills and action, I suppose, at that time. But yeah, maybe if they do, are they, are they definitely doing this remake? make the, this uh, remaster yeah, legendary yeah, mission yeah so that might be an opportunity but they haven't <laughs> true yeah that's probably going to be the best way to first enter it um but i they haven't detailed what they mean by remake right so we don't know what's actually coming um, yes true so it's gonna be interesting to see <laughs> we'll see yeah yeah <laughs> leonidas um, indy is blocked <laughs> thank you very much leo that's very kind <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see leo uh, i'm not the comments talking about me too we can leave aside we don't oh man oh crap hold on i how do i get this i actually lost the comment that is on the screen so now i don't know how to get it out of here great there it is we got it, we got it. <laughs> all right so um now, why don't we go ahead and talk about some of the games that are coming, which was, uh, you know, what we were getting to. So real quick, two things I want to uh, shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for stopping by. Um, two things real quick. So we are giving uh, having a giveaway today, uh, $120 Xbox card, $120 PlayStation card. All you have to do in the chat is just type in that you want to enter and what platform you want, uh, what you want to enter for. So just type that out. We'll keep an eye on it in the next 20, 30 minutes or so. Dan will pick out a winner and we'll announce it and we'll do both of those before the end of the show. So do you have you have one for each or one for each? Okay. Yeah, one for each. Um, And then also, if you could just do us a favor, like I always say, I don't usually shout this out, but please give us a hit that like button. Uh, It just helps us out while you're here. Really appreciate it. All right, let's get into it. So uh, Game Outlook for 2021, and I know this is kind of all over the place. It was a pretty quiet news week, so we're really just going to talk about some of the games that are coming in early 2021. And, um, you know, first, the big thing this week was Outriders. Um, So Outriders was, you know, originally coming out February 2nd, uh, which would have been only a few weeks from now. It's now pushed back to April 1st. And as they said, no, that's not a joke. It's actually releasing on April 1st. Uh, And the demo will be coming uh, on February 25th. Uh, and the demo progress will carry over to the full game, which is cool. Uh, you don't see that often nowadays. That used to be a thing, but um, that's pretty cool. So just want to get your guys' thoughts on this, if it interests you. Um, and also the thoughts around one of the interesting things I find about this game is they keep saying that this is not a game as it's a service. It's a contained experience. So it's a you know a co-op or single-player game, looter-shooter Pretty much, you know, in the vein of other things we've seen, combination of Destiny slash uh, Division, etc. But I'm kind of curious how they're going to have a long-running end game um, and loot system without it being a game as a service. Unless they mean it's just going to have like set expansions that come at, at right. you know, yeah. period of time. More like Borderlands, uh, then is probably yeah that's probably shooting at. yeah that's yeah. probably a good comparison so uh, i know a bunch of you know people i talk to are excited for this i'm excited for it um delay doesn't bother me at all we've talked about that a million times but you know anyone who wants to shout out on this any any comments or thoughts on outriders is the is the is the um nda still a thing from what? didn't they have didn't they do a demo for the insider program for this they game? did 
They right. did. I could never connect. I'm never going to use the NDA of me not knowing much about this game, and that's the reason yeah. I can't speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, yeah, I don't know how much you could say. Yeah, because I could never get on there. You get to the character creator, and it just crashes. Yeah, and then I got right. actually I got on. I like landed on this planet, and I was there, and then it just stopped. So I have no idea what to expect. I'm assuming that's part of this delay that they pushed it back to. Um, it looks really cool. And if they do it like a Borderlands kind of co-op looter shooter, yeah, awesome. You know, but you know that still needs, you know, if you're going to charge sixty bucks for a game, that still needs to be supported, you know, with DLC. Even if you have to pay for it, like the Borderlands model, I'm fine with that. You know, then you kind of have to worry about like what's the size, you know, like what, like how big is this game? Is yeah. it gonna be how big is the world? What's the content right. offering? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if it can be contained, they, they can 100% do it. Um, and Borderlands proves that. I just don't know enough right now. I know a lot about the the characters or like the different, you know, stuff you can play. I've seen all that stuff, but I, I don't know anything else as far as, you know, story and, um every you know basically the the rest of the game they've basically shown you know what kind of uh different characters you can play as and what kind of yeah for there's four classes, classes. Um, that's what I was yeah looking. and we and we have uh some of those details are on the site so you can find all that stuff right. but right. yeah i mean i know uh leo who's in the chat and a few others i know bombers you know really looking forward to it um a couple of those guys played it said it plays really smooth feels really good and i think one of the things i'm confident in is people can fly make a good shooter mm -hmm. they know how to make one that feels good um and so i'm pretty confident in that uh I, my my question with whenever they talk about looter shooters my question always comes down to content what's the loot system like what's the skill system like and what's your end game look like because uh it's pretty rare for these games to nail those things out of the gate yeah, yeah. I, I, as you guys know, I'm not big necessarily on the looter shooter because when I hear looter shooter, I immediately think about the Destiny. You, you get enough Destiny chat as it is, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to be really into this with no, like, and everything. I, no, I, I, I am the one. I'm the exception. I'm the exception. I'm <laughs> okay, not I see. into that stuff at all because I, again, it's just for me. I don't, I don't like the the. the particular carrot on a stick that they have for you, like the the whole grinding for, for weapons. And then, you know, two weeks later, that weapon is useless and stuff like I, you know, and I'm exaggerating, right? But that's kind of mm -hmm. the loop that I just, I can't, I can't turn myself over to. Like I know a hundred percent that's a lot of it is me. Like if I turn myself over to that, that's it, I'm done. So I know I just have to stay away from it and, and, and just hate it because of that. <laughs> but um, but yeah. with Outriders, if they are going for that sort of closed system where it is more like a, uh, a call it a Borderlands type of thing, and it's closed, yeah, absolutely, it's something for me. With my sh first person shooters or, or third person shooters, I just want to see how. I want to see that the world is sort of truly explored. I, one of one of the criticisms I have of Destiny is that they, Destiny feels like a bunch of combat scenarios, That's which exactly is kind of what it is. linked linked together, and the yeah. world doesn't feel lived in in a in which is weird for a world that supposedly has so much background lore. Yes. And I'm just like, mm, I, I, it doesn't do it for me. Whereas like a game like when I play a Wolfenstein, 
I feel like that world is lived in. I, you know, I feel like things have happened in that world and I'm seeing the consequences of that in, in the environment, in the people that live in that world. Whereas these don't necessarily do that because the focus is on the multiplayer aspect and the, and the loot, the looting aspect of it. So if they can find that balance and like Ain said, people can fly, can make a game. Like they, they made, what was the game? Uh, Bulletstorm. And they also made Gears of War Judgment, people Exactly. And Judgment wasn't necessarily the best received, but it was fine. It was a good game. Yeah, I thought Judgment was fine. Um, So I'm interested to see if they can sort of change up that formula. And and that's the thing. If if you're coming into this space, the formula has to be different enough from everything that's out there now to be successful. We've seen, you know, obviously they're not the same thing, but Anthem, Destiny, they're all going to be seen under that same microscope, even if they're not exactly the same thing. So if they fail at some of the things that you mentioned, it's going to be an uphill battle for for a game like this. Yeah, and I think uh, Archimedes Mm -hmm. points out, um, you know, it's not really a looter shooter. It's more of an RPG, think more Mass Effect. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'm, uh, and uh, Leo Leo said the same. I know Leo's actually played it. He said, uh, well, Outriders, I know he meant, wasn't really a looter shooter. So maybe I've got my wording messed up there. I know that there are, you know, co-op, obviously, co-op but there i know there's rpg elements and kind of um what do you call it um conversational choices and stuff too okay, so, so that's good wow. to hear to your point it really kind of it, it seems like a crossover of multiple things mm-hmm. um so as long as you know a lot of games attempt that um but they can come off feeling like jack of all trades master of none you mm-hmm. know what i mean so if mm-hmm. if they can make those aspects deep enough uh and intriguing enough then i think it'll be successful i like what i've seen absolutely and, and the, the rpg stuff really intrigues me if that's the case like yeah that's Mm-mm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Uh, let's move over to Hitman 3. This is one that uh, I'm not a big uh, big Hitman guy, but I know Dan's played the hell out of him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, uh, it's he's excited. on my screen right now on my table. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So Dan's going to actually be doing the review for us as well. Um, comes out January 20th. So that's probably the first kind of major release of the year we're going to see here because that's only a week and a half away. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this week, but the locations in the game leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's six of them, and they are Dubai, uh, Dartmoor, England, uh, Berlin, Germany, um, Chongqing, I hope I'm saying that right, Chongqing, China, Mendoza, Argentina, and the Carpathian Mountains in Romania. So some really diverse and interesting settings here, which, um, you know, mm. depending on how the mission design is, we kind of know the Hitman formula, but could be really, really impressive. And as we know, they're one of the companies I.O. that has really taken advantage of uh, the more advanced hardware as it's come out, too. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine that this is going to be a beautiful game. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited for this. I love Hitman. Oh, good. I love Hitman. For, I mean, and I love Hitman from way back, man. And when the first time I installed Agent 47 on my computer, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it's not, you know, you don't go into guns blazing. You have to sort of plan out and figure things out. And uh, that formula I've just always loved. And to see them come back to it in this way with the, the new Hitman trilogy, man, it's, it is it is the epitome of murder sandbox. Uh, <laughs> I just, I adore it. And they've only each one is has each one has gotten better, and the fact that with, with three they're enveloping the first two into it and adding sort of all the all the quality of life improvements they've made over the course of the, of the three games into the, the previous well the first one and the second one, um, I think is absolutely awesome. I I, I really want to see what this is. And when you tell me Carpathian Mountains and like, I could I could totally see 
him going into the Carpathian Mountains, like having to try to assassinate Dracula or something like that. Like, like, some <laughs> like I can see that. I can see it. And it's, because I love the fact that the game doesn't take itself so seriously. Yeah. And, and, and the scenarios that happen are so hilarious. Um, I'm just I'm happy for IO that they, they got the opportunity to bring this this IP back and they've been able to do what they want to do with it. And, and now it's in a place where I, I think it's reaching more people than it ever has. Yeah. I'm very excited for this game. And they've done so while remaining independent, yep. um, which is impressive as a developer. Um, and as you know, we we won't jump to it yet, but, uh, you know, we know 007 is their next thing after mm -hmm. this. So, uh, which mm. could be, you know, I can't really think of a better company off the top of my head that could make a 007 yeah. game. Yeah. So definitely, um, it definitely fits their mode, doesn't it? The stealth sort of element with 007, but obviously you're not jumping into it yet. But yeah, I'm a big bond fan myself but i look forward to when we do <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like, it, it does just, fit their sort of their sort of style of making games doesn't it i feel absolutely yeah and if the, i think if they uh if they separated enough from hitman um it'll be really special but it feels like they yeah. have the foundation they need already basically to your point yeah yeah most definitely yeah the hitman games have always been something i'm sounding terrible in this podcast so far but i'm not because i'm not offering much but like hitman You're games fine. i haven't jumped into sorry my man i haven't jumped into and i've always thought of thought, like i don't know i, I think i think i did take um have a little taste of absolution back in the day whether that when that was yeah, a yeah. while back um but yeah i just never really they never really grabbed me that much but i do absolutely love the way they um offer that freedom to really just do the missions how you want to do them completely um that you know that is freedom to express your your own way of doing things is really enticing like i said that's why i think they, they work really well for the bond games if they've had that stealth credentials yeah. um but yeah no um those those locations are the locations in the game are, are always a highlight i've um i have been keeping an eye on hitman over the years and the locations are always interesting like the glamorous locations where you can move through like parties and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. always superb uh you know obviously you can uh, take out the chef and and then become the chef that i just it's like like um sovereign said it, you know, it has a sense of humor to that sort of aspect where you can become like a um a whatever take out like a clown and then become a clown or whatever it might be you know what i mean and then assassinate like the president with just making up the scenario here but this it could easily be something that would take place in a hitman game um yeah. and yeah it def i mean i i would be 100 percent um interested to see how this turns out and i'll be interested to see dan's review on it too definitely um yeah i, I like stealth games um, there haven't been t a ton of stealth games recently massive amount there are a few yeah. on the smaller side um like you know i mean you could consider like um plague's tale a bit of a stealth game which is a great one um but yeah there's there's you know it's good to see those games being made still and hitman is is a cool franchise and um i'll be interested to see how this one turns out and dartmoor in in the uk that's interesting because that's a that's a national park in the uk that's quite an interesting choice yeah. of location i wonder how that one turns out i think that, <laughs> yeah, yeah i saw that and thought the same thing yeah. the, the, there's a they're doing so they're doing a knives out if you guys have seen the movie mm. right the knives all the reference the easter egg yeah, i yeah. think that's where that's taking place so there's a whole mission, I guess, where it's like a murder mystery inside of this mission that you're already doing. <laughs> I may buy it just for that. Inception. I might have just <laughs> me all the game. 
Yeah, I mean, so you, so yeah, you have, you can, and, and he's dressed as a, I think, a detective and all this other stuff. Yeah, man. Did you right. see who? Someone on Twitter posted the comparison, like because you you're outside and you find a baseball, which is yeah. a reference to the movie. If you Ryan, haven't yeah. seen Knives Out, by the way, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. but yeah, that you might have just sold me on buying the game now. That's 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 <laughs> what I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, you know, you can play. It, it makes you want to try all these different ways to yeah. do it. You know, yeah. that's the best thing about this game because it's not like a like if you look at like Absolution, which is probably one of my favorites, it had a good story, and it was you know it's kind of a self-contained deal. These this new trilogy has an overarching story, but it's not. I don't know. It's just not as in, engaging. You know, the the biggest things. It's more about the how you're doing it as opposed mm-hmm. to the why with this new trilogy, which is fine with me too because there are so many things you can do. So many different ways you can do them. I mean, pretty much anything. Like yesterday, I was playing, and I think it was first Hitman, um, and and they already run it like 4K 60 on yeah. gen consoles. So I can't even imagine what they're going to look like, you know, once they make that transfer over. But I was, you know, I think I was dropping something on somebody's head, but then like at the last second, I, you know, I screwed up, and so I just pulled out my silent pistol and just like popped her in the head and then ran off you know so, so i mean even if you you screw up there's so many different ways you can kind of redeem yourself later um and and some of the situations are just hilarious i'm really looking forward to that knives out like one so yeah it's cool man i'm looking forward to your review you know hopefully it's better than the seven we'll see i Don't mean i have it. zero doubt it'll be better is he giving yeah. lot of sevens famous recently for giving assassin's creed valhalla seven and we're I never see. letting it come down and if you had played the game you know you will understand why Ubisoft <laughs> continues to make the same game with yes. different skins. Right, we, we, we don't need to get into it. We don't. Sorry, sorry. We're good. I, I have to agree with that though. They need to reinvent themselves. That's you know if they're not being unique and um, innovative, <laughs> no, if they're just reinventing. A, they they create a template, right? Like they, yeah. right. they they change the template up for Origins. They have. Ains is going to pull our cord. They, right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree honestly with most. No, no. I I I love Valhalla. I love Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. But, you know, I think when when they change the template up, give me max two games with that template and then move on again and evolve again. Because it it starts to get a little tired. Yeah. I I think Valhalla has done the best job at bringing back some old elements of Assassin's Creed that were sort of missing. Um, And while adding, you know, whatever the stuff that they've added in Odyssey and, and Origins. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. It, it is comfort food, for sure. If you're a fan right, of it, it's sure. total comfort food. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They're, they're stepping sideways as opposed to forward. <laughs> forward. Yeah. And I want them to go forward because I think it's diagonal. They incrementally add like this little tiny thing, but it doesn't really push it. Yeah, they're the you bishops know? of gaming. That, that's, that's what true. I want. I want them to succeed. <laughs> like then I look and see something like Immortals and I'm like, wow, you know, I know that this publisher can do this kind of stuff. They've got the the, the studios to do it, mm-hmm. you know. But people, I think, you just get, you know. Hopefully, this will, that, that was a trilogy. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah the I, next one will be maybe deeper RPG mechanics. Maybe you know a different look on you know what you can do because there's there's a certain limitations. I understand that, but you know, it's been the same game since Origins. Yeah, and man. I could say the same thing about Assassin's Creed Two to Revolutions. You know, or, you know, Revelations. 
Faz Same. still giving you shit, by the way. She says it's a nine. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand that. Yeah. You know, I understand, <laughs> but I'm also not in love with the main characters, so yeah, you know, right. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. Just by the way, uh, Carl, uh, who is also in the UK, if uh, you guys don't know, Carl is one of our contributors to Season Gaming. Great comment. 007 will be awesome if it retains slaps only multiplayer mode. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So, uh, so a question on on Hitman. Do yeah. you like the fact that Dan, you mentioned the fact that it, it is about a lot of those stages are huge. They are they're all huge. And ideally, the way yeah. you would play that is to just go back, you know, 15, 20 times and do it differently every time. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated when they released it um, just one stage at a time. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe don't wait months in between. But I kind of liked when they pieced it off as opposed to giving me like the full package. I don't know. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I think we might get stuff after that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like there might be, you know, because they added, they, they still kept adding stuff to mm -hmm. Hitman 2. Like over, you know, they, I think we got like a, 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 the first bundle. And then we got like uh, a couple extra ones here and there. Like there was a Patient Zero one. I think Elu mentioned like right. this one. There's like all these other ones that you can kind of get into afterwards. So I'm okay, you know, kind of giving us like the main course and then, you know, kind of throwing us a little bit of something afterwards. You afterwards. Know? Yeah. Now, now it's, I don't know, based on whatever they do with the story, that might be harder or easier, you know, depending on what they do. But yeah. I'm, I'm excited for like, I want, I want them to get those bigger maps. I like those assassination yeah. attempts where you got to do four people. You know, there was one in Hitman one, I think it was one of the last ones. And you have to, you know, there's four different people at this complex and you could do them where you get two of them together, maybe three of them together. Maybe, you know, I don't know if you can do all four yet because I haven't done it yet, but, or you can do them all separately and you can do it in, and each one of them has several different ways. So to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, it, it, has calling you out, by the way, Dan, what score did you <laughs> give the new Yakuza? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she gave it a nine yeah. it's awesome. it, I, I keep saying it. i'm gonna talk about more but i am enjoying it uh this is a good point too i forgot about this what's up brother um i hope they reduce the size of the game as promised i have all the hitman 2 missions with first hitman missions installed and they're almost 120 mm -hmm. gigs so they're yeah huge. it's gonna yeah it's huge so mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't know what that's gonna look like when three releases yeah i have to erase everything on my playstation 5 because i bought it there <laughs> so i can play the vr and give the impression oh, that's right uh is your 40 gigs already? Yeah, it's all gone. Full. It's complete, like, I, think I, have that in, like, I think I have that in the two Spider-Man games. I'm done. The two Spider-Man games? You mean the PS4 version and the PS5 version? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, got, I got the remastered. And, uh, oh, man. Stubbs in the house. What's up, man? Sorry, guys. I'm second playthrough of Inside. A brilliant game. Oh, Nothing to apologize for. Um, yeah. Yeah, great game. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, let's jump over to uh, another one that releases a week after Hitman is The Medium, which is, uh, you know, an exclusive coming to uh, next-gen Xboxes, or I guess current-gen now, right? Series S, Series X, and PC. Uh, Bloober Team, and I know I've talked about this because I, I love horror games of, of SG. I think I'm the horror game guy. I will be reviewing it. I reviewed Blair Witch as well, um, and uh, I'm incredibly pumped about this. So we unfortunately weren't one of the outlets that got preview access to this this week because I saw some of the big outlets were uh, had an early preview. You guys get that over at the Lord's Soft? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately. Um, but um, yeah, all the previews that I've read 
as little information. I'm trying to stay dark on mm-hmm. it. I didn't watch all yeah. the gameplay and everything, you know, but the kind of highlights that I've read are really, really saying good things. In fact, there's been a lot of comparisons this week to Silent Hill, which uh, you can't really throw a better compliment out there right. um, than comparing a psychological kind of horror thriller uh, to Silent Hill. So I'm pumped about this. You guys, uh, either of you interested in horror kind of titles? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big horror guy. I like more, I tend to much prefer the psychological horror style games, which Bloober do so well. It seems yes. that's sort of like their wheelhouse, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the medium. It, yeah, I did watch the 14 minutes of Juicy uh, Gameplay. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I, did, I, I did. didn't because I didn't want to ruin anything. Oh, okay, I, fair enough. It fair looked enough. good. <laughs> it did look good. Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, I'm slightly on the fence about it. I mean, I think um, we. The, I don't think they chose the best uh, segment of um, of gameplay. Really, I mean, I'd, it'd be interesting to see how the puzzles um, play out in the game. It's obviously yeah. going to be more puzzle focused, and um, I think it, hopefully they've come up with some good puzzles in the actual clip. It was the puzzle um, elements they did show were slightly. Um, you know they were they're a bit too straightforward obviously they weren't very enticing it was just a, it was just kind of to show off the mechanics which is obviously the biggest draw about the game which is mm-hmm. awesome uh the, the the obviously the mechanics that um you know you've split reality and stuff like that uh which is the reason it's not on the um previous generation xbox they say it's um because they're essentially running two games at once when they do do the split yes. screen um so it's on pc which is probably where i'll try, try and check it out okay. um it does look really cool the atmosphere is great the um i think the story element is good obviously the medium alludes to the fact you probably worked this out anyway but the the medium the title alludes to the fact that you play a medium and you have uh, contact between two worlds uh, where you can um you can go between the two so you can go between your current reality and you can also go into the spirit world as well um so yeah there's sections where you'll need to um so there are set, the game's kind of divided into three. They say it's sort of divided into a um, uh, obviously the, the, your normal existence, um, the spirit world full screen, and there's also a split screen between both of them. And they say it's, I think they said it's about a third of each uh, divided. I don't know if that's like an actual quanti- uh, quantity amount of um, gameplay time of in, in each, but mm. it's divided into the three. I think it, I think it might be a roughly about that. But yeah, no, uh, I don't know how much you. Someone said spoiler in the chat. I hope I'm not saying too much. <laughs> they didn't want to know about. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the atmosphere is is awesome. Like. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I did watch an IGM video on it as well, and they did say if it had an Alan Wake feel to it, which I definitely would agree with, which, you know, that's always good news, isn't it? So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it, the, um, I guess uh, it's all going to come down to the sort of uh, gameplay elements in there, because I, I don't think there's going to be any like major like combat or anything like that. Uh, I think it's going to be mostly puzzle-centric. So, um as far as I'm aware, anyway, there wasn't any. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why they've compared it more to Silent Hill rather than, say, Resident Evil, right? Because exactly, it's, it's yeah. More, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's more environmental yeah. thrills it, and scares. Yeah. Which is totally fine by me. Um, I find, hopefully they can tell a strong story with it. Um, I think... Yeah, it does look really interesting. I'm all about the uh, the unique mechanic. It's kind of got almost a bit similar to you know a way out where it plays the split screen thing, but obviously you're not playing with a co-op partner. You're playing alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but yeah, it's a nice nice idea to to do that. Um, does seem like it'll work well. The there was one section which looked absolutely beautiful, which is um, if you did watch, it's the kind of the bit where. It, 
you do have to solve a puzzle and then you go through and there's some bats that kind of fly out and it just looks it looks magical it looks kind of really next gen if you like um okay. or, or current gen now <laughs> but yeah it does look it does look really nice i really do like blue team and and you know what they do they bring that psychological stuff um which I much more, like I said, much more prefer that kind of thing, uh, psychological horror as opposed to just all and out, all out kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre style horror, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is kind of like brainless in my opinion, but there we go. No, um, that's what I, uh, that's what I loved about Blair Witch. If if you really yeah. went through that whole game, man, that is a ride when you yes. get to the end of it, uh, especially the last like real. hour of that game. Yeah, you don't know what's yeah. real. Um, and that's something they do quite often as well, is they don't sort of, you, you don't really know what's happening until later on in the game. So it's yes. kind of like, it sort of unfolds and then you're kind of like, okay, now and you're, you're sort of like second guessing things um, and you know, things have double meanings. They're, cl- they're clever. They're, I like that. I like that yeah. about them. So yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so I'll hold one. Let me just get these super chats. Mo, greetings from Costco. I couldn't escape the claws of family day. Have a great show, you beautiful chumbas. Thank you, Mo. Always appreciate it, mate. I'm sure we'll talk later. And then sadly, I have to put this up because it's a super chat. I I, I don't want to. Um, but <laughs> Enrique, what's up, man? Good to see Brap in the house. Mass Effect 2, the greatest of all time. Uh, it's, it is one of the greatest sequels of all time. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, it, it's standing on the shoulders of greatness. So obviously, <laughs> uh, you, know, uh, you know, I mean, I understand you, you basic, you basic gamers. You know, you, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't play a story game for the story, right? I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, stop! Uh, any interest in um in media, man? Very interested in the medium. Um, yeah. Like Indy said, I, I'm I'm excited for Bluebird because I think this is this game. If it hits, it it's really their coming out party. Uh, That's true. You know, they, they I enjoyed Layers of Fear. Love Blair Witch in terms. I love the the property of Blair Witch and to have it done, you know, justice and, and kind of been. And you know, we we don't want to talk about Book of Shadows. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, but um, an observer, Obser- observer, and, and yeah, observer, observer is a yeah. fantastic yeah. game. So they they they've had this progression, and now to see them doing this type of game, uh, something that's likened to a Silent Hill, uh, I'm super excited to see what they do with it. Um, my only worry is 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 just performance. I want to see how it performs on 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 console, uh, because yeah. Blair Witch on console still doesn't run well. It doesn't like most I, of their games are a little kind of hitchy. A yeah. little, yeah, it's a, it, very hitchy. Um, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to run well. I just my thing is, I want the game to come out and for the game to be sort of judged on the merits of the game and the gameplay, and not be talking about technical stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited. I'm super excited because if this if this hits, this sort of elevates them. I believe so. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think it's probably got the most publicity of any game that they've mm-hmm. worked on, right? To your point. So if it lands, reviews well, performs well, it could be really good for them, which is great because yep. we need they're pretty unique. You know, you try to think you try to think of developers who focus on meaningful psychological horror games. And it's like, well, you got Bloober and you've got you're done. You're I mean, done, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot. I mean, I know there's there's some upcoming kind of indie horror titles that are out there that are popular, but the way Bluebird develops them, I think, is rather unique. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so we're calling out the first winner, Jeff Maldi. Uh, I haven't seen him. In, I know he's in the chat a little bit ago. So Jeff Maldi, man, congrats on winning a gift card. Um, 
Dan, you said you're not sure if he wants Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know what anybody wants. I'm not sure anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever he wants. That's yeah, we'll take care of it. We'll take yeah. care of it. Just uh, Jeff, uh, you're still there. Oh, there he is. Okay, so Jeff, let me know, man. DM me, Porsche Power on Twitter. Um, my DMs are open, so just DM me whether you want uh, Xbox or PlayStation. I will get that over to you later today. So thanks, man. Congrats. All right. Uh, for anyone who's just tuning in, I see some new faces in the chat. So thank you, first of all, for uh, for coming by today. And yes, we're still giving away another $20 gift card. So um, just put in the chat if you want to enter and if you do what platform you want it for. We're going to pick another winner here shortly. So cheers, guys. All right. Uh, next, next, next. Oh, God, we got to talk about this, too. I'm getting hit with Mass Effect 2 and now Monster Hunter. Good God. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Monster Hunter Rise. Um, so the demo is out now. Uh, came out, what, yesterday, I believe, officially, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Switch uh, exclusive and uh, big, probably the big Switch release early in the year here. It comes out March 26th, officially. Um, and I know, Dan, you were really pumped about this one. I don't know about the other guys, <clears> but Dan, did you get a chance to play it yet? Yes, I did. It Wait. literally... I mean, not garbage. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> garbage, garbage. Come on, moving on. <laughs> appreciate the, the 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 skill it takes to wield these weapons here in Monster Hunter. Yes, there's one thing I hate in games. It's yeah. challenging games. Yeah, you can't stand it. It's okay. So here's what happened. I, it, it crashed Nintendo's servers their 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 eShop servers oh there were seven people downloading yeah <laughs> yeah that's all good their incredible eShop servers i mean it was completely slammed for the demo as soon as it came out so that's going to tell you that this product this game will probably be one of the top selling switch games of the year um i played it it is it, here's the problem that i have is that i can play monster hunter world on my ps5 or xbox and it is 60 frames and it looks amazing. It's supposed to be gorgeous, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, going to the Switch, it's so difficult for me to kind of downgrade my, my, my viewing. And just, I'm sitting here like, oh my God, this is so hard to play. You know, it's not difficult to play. It's just, it looks so much worse. <laughs> Everything <laughs> else. Like, I need a Switch Pro before March. Because it is, it's so so, like last year I even you know it's it, it's it's gotten to the point now where yeah. I, now I'm gonna play the hell out of it because it was really really fun. It plays amazing. It plays just like Monster Hunter World to me, except they've added a couple new uh, things with some mounts and some uh, and this grappling hooking thing, which is bug grappling hook bug. I think what it is. It, it, it's cool as hell. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't gotten super deep into it yet so i still need to keep you know pushing a little bit in the demo it's just when i you know like no i can play hitman for the 18th time you know <laughs> in a nice crisp 60 frames or i can keep playing this that's going to be my biggest hurdle but i'm still going to play it and, and buy it because i love monster hunter I, i've got so much time sunk into that game um from you know even when the early demo came out on the playstation so i'm excited We'll see how it goes. This is definitely on my radar. How long's the demo, Dan? Is it big or it's, what it's, does it? Yeah, do? I mean, for, I didn't, I didn't get to play like a ton of it yet. So, it's from what it said, it was like, like you have like thirty missions you can do. Yeah, which does, it's not that's not a ton in Monster Hunter when you really come down to it. But thirty missions online, then everything else is local. So it basically you can go do whatever you want. 
it's not the whole game. It's kind of probably limited to, you know, in scope, I'm, I'm guessing. But, you know, it, it's it, there's quite a bit for a demo. Okay. You know, so it, it's going to be one of those things where I kind of, you know, grab my insect glaive, Elu. You know, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> that's that's my my weapon of choice. Um, and and just go to town, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I want to see the full game. I want to see you know what they can do. Um, and, and and it's already got a ton of fans. It's it's, it's one of the oh yeah, it's Capcom's a big, best it's a big ever, franchise, dude. Right? I mean, I, I saw, is it? It's probably sold more. Is it their best selling game? I think Capcom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's and that's that's saying a lot, man. You know, yeah. and so. I'm excited for it. We'll see how it comes out, you know, on the 26th of March. Ready to go, man. It's, it is kind of crazy to think, you know, Series X and PS5 are here and we've talked, you know, about how big of a technological upgrade they are from the One X and PS4 Pro. Um, And, and I think all of us know, we look at the Xbox One, the launch Xbox One and PS4 as, as very outdated at this point in time. Right. And it's kind of crazy to think that the switch is weaker than those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And that it's still the best-selling console in the world right now by, like, not even a a margin. (laughs) Um, So, but that is interesting. So that's good to hear. It plays well. Um, You know, were you playing docked or undocked? I'm just curious because you know undocked, it's usually a little worse, but... No, I I played docked. And, you know, thank you, Nintendo, you know, for coming into the 20th century and allowing me to remap my buttons on my Pro Controller so that (laughs) they're not backwards. Like they are for some reason. <laughs> oh that's yeah, cool. yeah, it's right out there. Yeah. So Pong, what's up, Pong? Good to see you in the house, man. Awesome show so far, gentlemen. You're making Saturday housework much more enjoyable. Good. That's what we're all about, man. Thank you for that. Good to see. You. Good to see some other people. I saw. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, Pong Soul tweeted, came out to hang out with you guys. Thanks, man, Misuko. Good to see you. Thanks for coming by. All right, guys. Uh, Indy uh, Sav, you guys, uh, Monster Hunter fans. Uh, no. <laughs> I told you you're hitting all the right notes. The, the last, the last time, the last time I tried was uh, was three ultimate on the Wii U. Uh, I remember like <laughs> King and I both downloaded that demo, and we were like, "All right, let's we're gonna give this a shot for real." Um, and we tried, and it's like you said, like the weapons, like the heaviness of the weirdness of them, the heaviness, and I'm like. This game could play better if they wanted it to. I don't understand, and and I know World uh, has made some improvements. So, and but I didn't touch World. So, but the funny thing is, I did download the demo. So I'm gonna try again. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. You let me know because I have tried multiple times That's to get the in. Thing, though, right? Like when I, I I had never played a Monster Hunter World or game before World. I've mm-hmm. heard of them obviously, but I never played one. So I was like, yeah. And like the combat is so different mm-hmm. not just you know swing you know dodge da, da, da. Hack and it, slash, it, there's yeah. a ton yeah. of it too yeah it's not it's not a hack and slash game yeah. there, there's a lot more to it some of the weapons i still don't understand like the horn and stuff like that i have no idea mm-hmm. how even that works but like if you want something that's going to you know be a little bit more mobile like with the insect leg you're basically jumping all over the place that's yeah. the closest thing you're going to get to like a hack and slash i think yeah, yeah. so yeah it's just it's it's definitely different. It's not your typical combat. It's it's more about your build, I think. And and you know, depending on the monster you're taking on, you've got to be set up, especially to you know, yeah. explore its weakness. Weaknesses. Yeah. My, so my stepson just moved in, and and he's got like hundreds and hundreds of hours into it. Um, but I think for him, what he tells me is that he's got a lot of complaints with the game. He said, but 
because it's more of one of those kind of party experiences where you mm -hmm. plan and, and the big monsters feel like raids, yeah. you know, like you're working together and playing with your friends, him and his friends. That's why they've put so much time into it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. Even though it has one of the worst online, you know, like it's a together with people. Yeah, it's, and it's just like, okay, put in this 18 digit code and then, oh, you know, no. You know, say three Marys and then see what happens. You know, and that's basically, uh, you know, it says that, play through zillion, uh, yeah. write down all the codes and then enter those too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how in the hell are we supposed to do this, man? Yeah. Pompa, five dollar Pompa in the house. What's up, man? I came in a monster hunter world talk. What is going on? I don't know. <laughs> I, it got away from me. It got away from me. Great show, gentlemen. Um, Archimedes, see you later, man. Husk, what's up, brother? Good to see you. And uh, Elu is is blowing up chat because he loves Monster Hunter World and gives me shit about it all the time. He's so I'm gonna leave his uh, his comments off the screen. I mean, we <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Indy, you a fan of this? No, I'm afraid not, my friend. Uh, Sorry, we're three, we're three for four. We're winning this yeah. battle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I did like what Dan had to say about it, though. It's interesting, actually, to hear that because you know, I did kind of feel like it was a hack and slash kind of um, experience. But, yeah, it's interesting. I can definitely see how that does fit into that. Uh, it's kind of maybe it's fantasy element sort of coming into it. Like, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, just not really. It's not really for me. It's only so much time in the day, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It can be a grindy game as well. But oh, I know sure. why people have sure. hundreds and hundreds of hours into it, yeah. So that's cool, though. Uh, and uh, I think it was Elo did point out or someone pointed out. It might have been has that said it's in Game Pass, too. So if you do want to try Monster Hunter World, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So we talked more about World than we did Rise. Um, it's OK. But yeah. Anyway, um, Returnal is one I want to touch on. Um, Returnal is coming out for PlayStation 5 exclusive. It's coming out March 19th. Um, this is from House Mark. I know we talked about this previously, but from House Mark, who uh, you know really makes some strong games, uh, including uh, Next Machina and uh, Resogun, of course, which was the big PS4 launch title. Um, this one looks to be uh, kind of some of the things we were saying about the medium, right? Like this looks like the game that's taking House Mark to the next level. Yep. Definitely a broader experience. They beefed up their team over the past few years, and they've been working on this one for a while. I really, really like what I'm seeing out of this so far, and uh, I'm super excited about it. Um, any thoughts on these guys? Yeah, uh, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, I, I've loved House Mark since uh, Super Stardust. There and, you go. Yeah, and okay. to see to see kind of this evolution, and again, for them sort of to figure out, unfortunately, that the games that they're used to making just don't necessarily sell. Uh, unfortunately, because they are fantastic games, um, but to so for them to get the chance to, like you said, beef up and get the chance to make a game that has more uh, more substance to its story, you know, voice acting, all of this stuff, um, it, I'm I'm excited because when you look at the gameplay, it still feels like a Housemark game. Yeah, it looks like a shooter. Yeah, it, it looks it looks like a bullet hell shooter. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I like the the whole idea of it sort of being a, a kind of like a live die sort of repeat thing uh, in in the vein of like a roguelike. So um, with a story attached to it. Um, and I would have never said that before playing Hades. I'm like, well, it, this, these two mm -hmm. things don't go together. They don't make sense. And then you see Hades, and I'm like, okay, they yeah, they make sense. <laughs> they make yeah. sense. Let's yeah, let's do more of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm just super excited for them. Like the same way with, with Bloober team. Uh, this is a small team that's kind of getting a shot at the big time. Uh -huh. um, 
in a, at a, in a time where, we're, you know, we're, we're just past that sort of initial launch window with the consoles. Everybody sort of played all the games that they kind of picked up right when they got their consoles and they're waiting for the next wave. So yeah. and, and these two these are two games that are kind of at the forefront of that. So I, I'm excited to see it. And it looks great. Yeah. yeah. Andy? Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I've not got a load on this film, but from what I have looked into it on, it looks superb. Uh, really interesting sort of art style to it, um, sort of like otherworldly, which is um, yeah. fantastic, very unique. I love that. Always always love a bit of uniqueness in games, um, have their own identity. And I didn't actually know it as roguelike as well, so that's interesting to hear, like Sov said. Um, yeah, like... Hades has changed the book um, <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. Although, like um, Children of Mortar, also did a really good job of um, mm-hmm. uh, making uh, story elements in the game and f- making you feel like you're always moving on. So they did a good job that roguelikeness as well. If you did want to check that out, but yeah, move it back onto Returnal though. I, I do really dig what the what the um, the so it kind of has a feel of um, um, oh god, it's totally gone out of my head. Um, <laughs> Oh my God! Who's That's the um, season Jeff, part of Jeff, gaming? Jeff Keighley's best friends game. Oh, Death Stranding. Thank Death you so Stranding. much. Oh my God! What happened to my brain then? Yeah, it kind of I has that, that kind I of I love that to think of Kojima. We have yeah. to see Jeff. <laughs> what a weird Jeff way. <laughs> That's the access. He's the guardian of that. The, the, the guy that uh, Jeff Keighley, Keighley hopes is texting him That's right quite, now. That's quite <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of Death Stranding. I couldn't think of the developer, but I can think of Jeff Keighley's best friend. How bizarre! But yeah, definitely. Has has that kind of like drained like sort of like a uh, desaturated look if you see what i mean like the uh, death stranding game that sort of has that visual style as yeah. well i believe um, and obviously the weird sort of technology that seems to be in it uh, but yeah the action looks good i think uh, you know that's going to be a one-up on death stranding style uh you know i think some nice um shooting action looking looks like it's got some uh, good stuff on that aspect um but yeah, I'm intrigued by it a lot. And, you know, if it has got that roguelike element, um, as long as they make sure that the story, you know, does, it doesn't feel too painful in that regard and it's, the story's moving forward and, you know, you're, you're, you're gaining your um, elements as you move forward um, and it keeps you enticed, then, you know, I'm, I'm definitely up for checking it out. Is it just the PS5 exclusives or is it a yeah. PC as well for this one? PS5. Just PS5, so I won't be checking it out then, guys, I'm afraid. <laughs> this is why it's slightly off my radar, because I haven't got a PS5, by the way. Gotcha, um, okay. PS, uh, Xbox and um, PC, I'm, I am um, I Switch as well, but Switch is kind of just sitting there. But yeah, so when it comes to PC later, which I'm sure it will, then I will definitely be uh, checking it out. But just based on what I've seen, you know, it does look really interesting and, yeah. you know, uh, very very cool looking game. Something different to anything else. Really uh, unique stands out from the stands out from the crowd. Yeah, and I, I to you, you you mentioned it, but I think that's going to be the interesting thing is how they integrate story into this because their games have been mechanically brilliant, um, but they're not story games really. Sure. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they develop that yes. main character that they've shown off. I don't know her name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, to see what comes of it. He said Pong said seven degrees of Keely. So, <laughs> I, I was waiting for Kojima to enter the chat and be like, just so we're clear, he's not my best friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kid Keely is the punch bag of the games industry, I believe. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 reason there though. It's, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, a couple others I want to touch on and then uh Indy, we're gonna uh 
kind of come to you here shortly to talk about some of the uh, indie games coming because your knowledge on that is obviously uh, extensive. Um, but uh, interesting one too, another PS5, but it is coming to PS4 and PC as well as Kena, uh, Bridge of Spirits. This was uh, supposed to launch in late 2020. We got, it's one of those many games I got delayed out of the year due to COVID and um, just looks really unique, really charming in a way and, uh, you know, really different. So uh, I checked this morning, Ember Lab hasn't given an update, just saying, you know, expected first half of 2021. Um, but yeah, I think this is one that's going to be one of those games that just is a fun game to play. There's some games that are just enjoyable to sit down and play. Um, I'm going to go ahead mm. and insert my Sackboy plug right now that if you haven't played Sackboy, do it um yeah. but yeah i think this could be one of those games that's just an enjoyable and it looks gorgeous from what we've seen of it too but i i didn't realize until this morning you guys can correct me i thought this was a ps5 only game with pc oh, it's pc as pc yeah. as well yeah yeah but it on it's literally listed on their twitter that's ps4 as well so it's another cross-gen oh, okay. game okay cool um so pretty cool but uh yeah guys feel free any comments on this one it's got kind of like cameo vibe. It know? does. Oh, Big time. I was gonna say, I'm yeah, reminds so me cameo. Big so, time. Yeah, this is underrated on. game, by the way. Yeah, oh. it is. Um, it, it's it's one of those games where it's like, man, when they first showed, it, I was like, okay, this looks really, really good. Just for you know, like you said, Ames, it's just kind of one of those games. It's just fun. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but also you know, it, is it could be really, really good. I have no idea, but I am going to get it and for sure be playing that one. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one for me is definitely, definitely very much already on my radar and on my list of games, um, you know, most anticipated games for the year for sure. Um, yeah, it, amazingly, it is an indie game, this one. And because it looks so polished, <laughs> it might deceive people. Um, but yeah, honestly, the, I think this game is going to be magical. Um, literally and figuratively. It's, it's, um, the, the team who are actually making it, it's, um, they started out as an animation studio, and that is potentially why the polish of the uh, visuals, um, you know, like the kind of like cinematic visuals look so good, I believe. It's just um, they've got that sort of credentials in their background. Uh, I think they started out doing, um, I did have a look at their website, like they did like work for Coca-Cola and stuff like that. So they've got like quite a good background in that department. Obviously, they've moved into gaming now, which is awesome for us guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the game looks really, really cool. Um, the you know i think this based around sort of um it's obviously kind of like a fantasy-ish game um but you, with the uh the little um i don't know if the things are called embers or or the little, the little guys who run around with the fluff balls <laughs> but yeah they i think it's part, part of the game is kind of like ori you know how you have to go through the game and cleanse the sort of forest essentially and it's sort of, of its sort of darkness and you bring it back to life so you know that seems like what's going on in the game i just feel like it looks it looks absolutely stunning um, it does. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it, the combat looks really cool. Um, I, I do enjoy the perspective and you know and the sort of like some of the bosses and enemies in the game look really interesting. I'm definitely, I'm definitely well up for Keena. Definitely. I think it's um, is it quite soon in March potentially? Is that what the um? No, they just, they don't have a date. Uh, they don't have a date. In, uh, first half of 2021 currently. First half, yeah. yeah. That's the usual, the indie way, as you probably well know. Like, it's usually like two weeks or like three weeks before release. And they're like, we're releasing on this date, which <laughs> um, is good. That you usually want to be complete on everything before they sort of commit, uh, which you probably well know. But yeah, I think that works well for independent developers and makes a lot of sense. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe 
I'm moving aside now, but AAA developers put them in cells, so much pressure on themselves by setting a date like way ahead of time, and then all they have to do is just meet that date. Like, I think that's a good thing about indie developers is they will make sure they've got it right how they want. Although that will probably involve some procrastination over the actual the project, <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, at least they get it how they want to to a certain level, if you see what I mean, and then they commit to the date. But yeah, yeah. For, moving moving back onto the topic, <laughs> Kina looks marvelous and definitely will be a game that I'm checking out for sure real quick uh Sav, um so a bunch of questions in chat around returnal um mm -hmm. and that's what i was looking through real quick to find news so as far as i can see including from the developer themselves it says it's a ps5 exclusive we'll use 3d audio and haptic feedback so the features of the ps5 there is no news of it coming to pc as of now so okay. may come in the future but everything i see unless Guys, if you're listening and find something else, let me know. But everything I see is saying this is pure PS5 only, which yeah. is what I thought it was originally. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, if you look at House Marks, they, they've generally just been working hand in hand with PlayStation for a very long time. So yeah, um, I think this is the game that finally you know pushes them over the edge if it's good and 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 they finally get bought out because <laughs> it's, <one of> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those relationships like come on man yeah, yeah they should just be part of it by now a but bit like anyway. Bloober, isn't it with xbox kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah, saying, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of surprised <laughs> at that one actually because there's been a lot of rumblings yeah yeah about for a while so but anyway um back to kina any interest in kina stuff a lot yeah um i think in that initial reveal of of playstation games um when i that was the one that stood out i've you know forget about miles forget about demon souls uh, yeah. okay great. careful now careful you know i forget about it <laughs> but it was like you know the, the, these are kind of well not miles but the demon souls was a, an assumed an assumed quantity and um, yeah so this is the one that sort of came out of left field that i was like whoa wait a yeah. minute and then it, just like dan said like it, immediately i was like cameo it looks like cameo to me i want, I want more cameo <laughs> um and to, to know like uh like indy said that there are uh, a lot of them worked on you know uh, on, on 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 cgi and stuff like that and weren't necessarily game developers when you see how that game looks it looks like a pixar movie um mm. so just excited for it because it's one of those things like it's a level of quality um, and fidelity that you don't see necessarily from indie games. And I think one of the things we're going to see be more prominent in, in this generation is that small teams have the same access and ability to use these these, these tools that the big teams are using. Mm -hmm. And it's it, the process to me has gotten streamlined and I guess, you know, simplified, but in, in such a way that it's not out of the realm of possibility that a small team or, or one person can make something that looks amazing. If like, if you look at bright memory, infinite, that's one yeah. dude. Um, and it looks amazing. So I, 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 I'm just all on board for any new team coming in or small team coming in, trying to, to make something that sort of competes with the big boys. And the moment I saw this, I was like, yes, yes. Give, give, <laughs> give, give, give me now. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I'm really excited to see gameplay. Um, yes. How it yeah, plays. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. So I there's hope some, uh, there is some game. Okay. Sorry to cut you off. There is some gameplay in the uh, trough. Don't know if you remember, but it's over the shoulder sort of bow and arrow yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you, and that's uh, the thing. Cool. When I looked at it, I'm like, is that a vertical slice? I hope it plays. Yeah. Looks like that and plays like that. But yeah. you want to see an uncut 14 minute trailer like this? <laughs> there the you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show, us show us it running in reality. Yeah. 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 That you mean. <laughs> um, 
One of the uh, uh, other games that I'm incredibly pumped for, and I know I've talked about it before, is Psychonauts 2. Uh, so Psychonauts 2 is coming uh, supposedly, again, first half. There's no date. First half 2021. Um, obviously coming from Double Fine. A long you know, development cycle for this game because when they were bought up by uh, Microsoft and Xbox, um, they went back and basically put in all of the content that they were going to pull out. Uh, for those that don't remember, Psychonauts 2 was officially, uh, officially originally uh, funded by FIG. Um, so people, it was basically crowdfunded yeah, originally. Right. And as they got into development, you know, they have said now Tim Schafer has come out on multiple interviews and said, you know, they started to pull bosses out and levels out because they just weren't going to meet, you know, the goals of the game with the development money and time they had. But now they've been given this extra time, saw it at, like we were just joking, E3 2019, which is now a year and a half ago, and it already looked incredible. So um, I can only imagine what that full game is going to be like. It's going to be an absolute joy. The sense of humor is just, you know, it's alive and well. And those guys really make some fun and funny games. So absolutely pumped for this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I The first Psychonauts, I asked my brother is the one that actually sort of introduced me to it. Because, I, I, you know, when it came out, which was like, what, 2005? It's way back. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we're looking at 16 years ago now. Um, I was kind of in that mode where it's like, oh, I, you know, it, it seems kiddie to even though it's a platformer. Like I like platformers, but it seemed kiddie like and I didn't want to get into it. And I saw my brother playing it. And I'm like, all right, let me give it a, a, a chance. And it's like you said, that that double fine Tim Schafer uh, sort of uh, sense of humor. And then when you look at the premise of the game, the fact that, you know, that, that, that you're jumping into people's minds and, and sort of how everyone's mind is different and how they sort of project that as a, as a level in a game yeah. was super interesting. Brilliant. Super interesting. At the time. Yeah, definitely, absolutely definitely. brilliant. Um, and to see it finally, you know, a sequel finally come to fruition all this time later. And again, having that, having the Microsoft bag behind you, doesn't that really money. hurt. Don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt. So I, I think, yeah. um, and I know he recently had an interview with uh, Ryan McCaffrey on IGN. Yeah, he um, said actually right here. Hassan just said interview with IGN two weeks ago. Content's done. Yeah, so, the content's yeah, done. It's all, it's all yeah. and, and the and the excitement for me in terms of the content is like you said when it was on Fig to hit certain goals, they were taking stuff away from the game, and to me that means you're removing levels. And this game is about the levels. It's about how absolutely do, yeah how 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 do they encompass somebody's mind right and 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 how do you create a platforming level out of that um that's that's the big draw to me right um and if you remember the the original game kind of ends on a bit of a kind of cliffhanger so um Mm -hmm. to see this finally come to fruition is fantastic and the fact that everybody's going to get it because it was one of those games before the the purchase of of double fine that so i really do want to see you know the PlayStation uh, sort of uh, fan get to play this game as well. Um, it's yeah. not coming to Switch, right? Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as we keep talking about, it's Game Pass Day 1, right? So yeah. the fact yeah. that Psychonauts 1 um, was such a brilliant game, but undersold, really, or didn't sell as well as they had hoped, um, the fact that Double Fine is going to get to see this game that they've put so much hard into be played by just millions of people yeah uh, on day one it's just i don't know it, it makes me feel good it definitely makes me feel good because it's, it's true it's it's you know the, the game pass thing where you know day one millions of people have access to it yeah. um and if 
obviously if early early takes and reviews are, are good everybody's going to want to see what this is about no um, doubt we, we don't get a lot of we, we don't get a lot of platformers in this type of vein where it's kind of story story wise it's, it's a little weird and cerebral and and, and it, double fine humor is is just it's very specific is yeah, something yeah. about it so i'm really excited. good writing they're just really good Excellent at writing so by the way, play Sackboy. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what's going on? Good to see you, uh, wise old gamer. And I uh, saw Bombers in the house. Uh, Sark, what's up, brother? Um, by the way, guys, if you're just joining us, still doing one more gift card giveaway, just put in the chat whether you want Xbox or PlayStation. $20 gift card. We're going to pick a winner here shortly. Um, so please do that if uh, you want to enter it. Indy, Psychonauts fan, man? Uh, yeah, I, I did actually miss the first game, I have to say, I have to admit, but um, I am super excited for this one, though. I've, I, I'm a big fan of Double Fine. Um, I love Tim Tim Schafer. I love how quirky he is. He's, he's yeah. just such an individual. Um, I watch a lot of the, the interviews and stuff that he does. He's he's, a, he's an absolute legend in the in the gaming industry. Um, and yeah, it was quite a surprise when Microsoft actually picked up Double Fine because I would would I would thought they were definitely one of the kind of um, developers who like their independence. If you see what I mean. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it only went to it went to, you know it's testament to the fact that Microsoft do allow you to have your independence as a um, you know a partner of of uh, the Xbox team, which is fantastic because I, I like I say they would never have um, signed up to be a part of it if um microsoft didn't allow them that freedom so it's great to see that the xbox do allow all their you know developers on their teams that freedom to create what they want to create um as because yeah people like tim schaefer are all about that creative freedom and doing what they want to do with their games um, and you can see that in psychonauts 2 in spades it is one of the quirkiest and um individual looking games there is what a cool idea you know going inside inside the brain um accessing all, all kinds of quirky sort of characters and um story uh, beats and stuff like that um i am super excited to play this game um even got jack plack on the um on the soundtrack uh yeah, the world, yeah, yeah. The, yeah which is a pretty cool uh, some people don't like jack black i think he's pretty pretty damn awesome i know he's <laughs> friends with tim schaefer as well which is cool yeah. so they're, they're harnessing that because they've worked together before haven't they of course on brutal legend mm -hmm. um yeah. but yeah no in um in psychonauts it's just it's just what i love in games is is the is, is where it, you know it does does stuff differently and um yeah i feel like uh, psychonauts is cool because it does have it does appeal to sort of like a broad audience it's um it, i think it will appeal to sort of like a younger audience and an old audience because um you know it's got the sort of the mind the mind bending things where mind bending sort of like uh, parts of the game where it's sort of adults and you've also got that sort of platforming colorful and it's like engaging for children as well and uh, so i feel like that's a that's a good one to go into game pass and you know for many people to check out so yeah in other words i'm very much excited <laughs> for this game <laughs> i have been for a while and it's great to see it coming together like you did say it was crowd crowdfunded um through fig initially um and yeah they did they did have to draw back a little bit on on you know development um and yeah it was cool that they did actually get to realize their original uh, vision with uh, you know after microsoft uh, signed them and you know uh, they brought it all together because it's an ambitious project and i think it's going to pay off because it looks super cool <laughs> yeah yeah i think so too it's an interesting point you made about the uh, kind of age thing there because i think psychonauts is one of those games where it has something for adults as you said but yeah. children or younger people can play the game have fun with it laugh at it without necessarily yes. even 
realizing the you know references and and uh, exactly, aspects yeah. of it that that's the most clever humor isn't it? it's like the simpsons it sort of has a multi-layered it's got like a joke that maybe a child would get but there was there's a little sexual innuendo or whatever it might be an <laughs> adult joke they can go it doesn't affect the child it's not like you know uh it's not in a indecent way but the, the adult goes oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's got multi, multi-layered stuff is clever yeah um, and that's i think that has this yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, it's funny you guys talking about the levels because, you know, uh, one of the levels, if you played Psychonauts 1 all the way through, the Milkman level is, like, <laughs> legendary. It's absolutely legendary. Like, when I first played that, Sorry, and the, and also the Godzilla level. Yeah. Um, but when I first played those, I was just blown away. I was like, this is, yeah, You ha- if you haven't played the first one, Indy. Um, yeah, I need to catch up. You've got to. And play it. Uh, it's it's optimized on the, um, you know, on, on the, the Series X and 1X now. So nice. it's I sharper. I have it. I'll do yeah, it's sharper. In, in the, yeah, quick. Ah, school. I might have to well do that then. Good stuff. Yeah, it's it's still worth playing for sure. Awesome. <laughs> um, chat. I'm <laughs> doing the same thing. Sorry, I was reading chat. Uh, one, uh, two, uh, one interesting one I wanted to touch on real quick is uh, Bio Mutant. You remember this game? Oh yeah, yeah baby. They just did an <laughs> update like, like a couple months ago, maybe. Uh, yeah, a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because people just keep asking, is this game still coming? You know, what happened to it? Um, and I know, Sob, you saw, but this game yeah. was playable at E3 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a decent chunk of the game, and it played yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I have footage, you know, we have footage on our channel of it. And um, it's, uh, it. I think if they've continued to polish it and improve it, as we've seen, Dan's breaking stuff over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, but uh this game is still coming and uh something came out this week we didn't post it because it seemed kind of you know kind of out there in terms of rumor but in one of the fiscal reports for the publishing company they mentioned a uh, new ip that was going to launch in the um you know before march 31st and people seem to think it's going to be biomutant i think that may be a little bit of a stretch but hey if it's true then by all means that'll be awesome um, but the game, the game really is pretty. It's smooth. It plays well, and if it kind of delivers on the things that they've talked about, this would be one to watch out for for sure. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, it, it's it's they haven't given a whole lot more information, so no. You know, it, but we see. I'm at this point, just drop it. I love the shadow drops. I said that before. Just give me something, you know, <laughs> and, and just you know, unexpected. You know, it's like, hey, we got a new trailer. Oh, by the way, you can go buy it right now. That's what I want to see with games, you know, especially given that, you know, the situation and, and we're going to get delays. We saw Outriders, you know, and we, we're going to see more and more of these games get delayed as, you know, <clears throat> we go on this year. And so it's kind of be, it's, it's to be expected. This one, I, you know, it's just been, it's one of those games where it's like, man, you know, it, it initially it looked really, really good, you know, and you, it's like, I want to, I want to give this a shot, but then it just went like dark and I have no idea what's happening. So has, uh, has just said they said April and June, man, I'm uh, good with that. That's yeah, fine. So it's a good time. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I, I you said, Ains, we, we saw this game at E3 and it <laughs> looked fantastic and it looked what we played looked polished as well. Yeah. It um, did. So, you know, to, to, to know that they sort of went dark and, and are coming back with an even more polished product, and it, it, particularly what they promised with this game, uh, 
where it's like, you know, you're kind of interchanging all of your body parts. <laughs> it's funny, like you talk about like, you know, kind of what, what, what cyberpunk uh, kind of people expected from cyberpunk to be able to like change up your entire body and stuff like that. Um, and the fact that it's an open world sort of action RPG, I think one of the more exciting things about it is it, this is this, uh, the studio's first game, but one of the founders of the studio was, uh, a, worked at Avalanche. Mm. And Avalanche, uh, if you look at the Just Cause games, Just Cause games are sort of gleefully broken. And <laughs> That's it, a great way to say it. They are, um, you know, the, these humongous sandbox that you can pretty much do anything you want in. And when it works, it works so well. You know, on consoles, they've never run the best and stuff like that. But if you can get, you know, Just Cause 3, Just Cause 4, uh, if you sort of deck your your character out and and sort of use all of your abilities and gadgets to the most like you can do some really bonker stuff in those in those worlds so to to see another game kind of have that sort of design philosophy is is very interesting to me and if they can give me a great story along with a memorable characters i, I think it's a, it'll be a home run but it, it it's a game that is always interested me from the first time i saw it i'm like who is this sort of like raccoon looking character <laughs> um so yeah very interested in the fact that it, it went dark and and that, and that didn't mean that it was you know it was dead in the water is is fantastic so uh, i'm looking forward to it yeah and to be clear on the raccoon you know kind of funny looking <laughs> cat characters uh there, yeah. there's a pretty in-depth uh character creator as well very much so yeah. you can you can mess with all your fur colors and stripes and all kinds of stuff so it definitely definitely should be fun if they uh they nail it like you said yeah nice it, it looks great. I mean, I won't have too much on this one, so I'll keep going on a bit too long. But <laughs> I think Biomutant looks fantastic. Another great game. It seems like we've done a, quite a few third person in that kind of vein. <laughs> we've done um, a few in that sort of vein, which are looking good, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but that's got a very unique look as well. And um, yeah, the combat looks really cool in it. Definitely interesting. I think, you know, some people will feel like sometimes these games sort of disappear for so long. Uh, maybe it was because it was so looked so good and polished. You were under the impression it might be coming sooner, likely to they've sort of done it to themselves in a way, you know what I mean, <laughs> by doing so well in the early stages. But yeah, like, um, it's only testament to the fact that it looks so good that, you know, everyone wants it. So I'm sure it's going to be um, an interesting one to check out. I'm definitely interested in seeing how that one turns out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we uh, we hear about it soon. So yeah. uh, let me announce a uh, second winner of today is uh, D Dave one hundred and four. D Dave one hundred and four. So if you're still in the chat, hit me up in my DMs on Twitter. Congrats, man! Just let me know what platform uh, you want to get, and we'll hook you up. So thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I actually did have one more to mention, only because of the little statue right here reminded me of it, and we haven't heard about it in so long. It's Dying Light two. Uh, you know, this is a big game. Um, from Techland and uh, you know, they came out right at the end of the year, just what a week or two ago and said, yeah, there's going to be some big news on this in 2021, still no date or anything like that. And we just saw that um, we just saw that the writer and art director that had been there for 21 years, 22 years left this week. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, right? Especially if you're part of the writing or art production team, which probably for the most part is done at this point. Um, but uh, this game, I know when we saw it again, going back to E3 2019, uh, it won all sorts of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just looks it looks really brilliant. It really does. It looks like Dying Light 1's kind of environment and parkour uh, and, you know, looting where you can customize your, your weapons and the intensity of the zombies. But 
mixed in with like the RPG elements of conversational choices that impact the world around you. And from what we saw, I know it was only one mission they showed, uh, but it just looks it looks excellent. And if they can get this optimized properly, running right, you know, come out of the gate strong, this is going to be one of the biggest games of the year, I promise, if if it lands like they want it to. It's one of those games where, like, I played some of Dying Light, and I really liked what I played. And then I got to a point, like, the gate in Resident Evil 7, <laughs> and I stopped playing because <laughs> I lost my, my shit. Uh, it, it, it's so, I can't do horror games. Like, we talked about the medium a little bit, and that, that's yeah. going to be one that I, I'm going to try because, you know, I don't have to pay for it because I have Game Pass. So I'm going to, you know, hopefully it's not as, you know, intense. Like, I don't like getting chased around by stuff, you know, or, or stuff just jumping out out of nowhere. I can't stand that stuff. You know, my heart is already, you know, about ready to go out. So, you know, I don't need any pushes from my hobby, you know, to, to, to push me into the grave here. But from what I saw, and, and really all I've seen is from that stuff from E3, you know, it looks really cool. Like, it, like, like the, <clears throat> the whole world and what they're doing with the different, I think, factions and stuff. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, it's, it's, I'm going to try it again, and I'll probably get, you know, 10% of the way through. And then I'll get to a point where like something like you got to get back and run like, okay, yeah, no. and then it's going to catch me and then I'm going to die. And then I'm going to be like, ah, no. <laughs> I think a lot of, uh, at least what they showed, and I'm sure the zombies are still going to play a huge aspect of course, sure. or, or part of it. But a lot of what they showed is actually human on human. Um, yeah. And that's where the kind of combat and the, the whole faction and RPG elements come in is you're, mm -hmm. you're rivaling or, or negotiating with other you know, groups of these humans. So we'll see. Yeah, I love that human on human action. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm also very excited for this game. Um, I, I admit like when it, when the first one came out, I was sort of, uh, you know, kind of like a little bit worn on zombie stuff. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't know if it's going to hit. Yeah. And then playing it, I was like, wow, they really, this is, this is very well done. And the horror stuff, I love horror stuff. So I, I love being scared to death. And, you know, the fact that you had to go and get all your stuff done before it got dark, because then you were going to be in trouble. And it was just like, it just, that sense of dread. I love playing a game. That was it. Gives that me was the that. point. It was like terrified, just terrified. Yeah. Like, hurry up, hurry up. Like, why is the sun still going down? This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> oh, but man, man I, I love that so much. And yeah. to sort of when they when they first talked about two and the ambitiousness of the game, I was like, wow, they're really trying to take this to the next level. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the size and scope of the game, it almost felt to me like they were trying to turn it kind of into an, an immersive sim where it's like, okay, we're gonna give you this humongous world that you have, that you can traverse in a way no one else can. Um, and we're gonna give you all the tools to sort of break that and, 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 and in terms of gameplay that. And then when you, you couple that with the idea of the factions and how your decisions and your actions affect the world in real time, and like when you can literally sort of, something that you do, you'll see the very next day, some affect the, the game world in an adverse way. Um, I think it's super interesting to me and super ambitious. Uh, and if they're able to do it again, I'm I'm just glad that they at one at some point didn't decide to 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 
bring out a game that was sort of a shadow of what they wanted to do. Um, so take as long as you need, even if it doesn't come this year. I, I, I <laughs> love to see it, but take as long as you need because if if they're able to hit on the things that they've been talking about and promising, this is going to be a very special game. Very mm -hmm. special game. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah, I think uh, your point about the environment and being able to break it per se um, yeah. is uh, is some of the aspects I love about almost like the arcade game, arcade oh, games. Yeah. Death loop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that on the list. I somehow jumped over. We're going to touch on that too, but I know we're we're you know we're running longer here, so I wanted to make sure we hit everything. But um, Dying Light Two, I know indie. Obviously, this is not an indie game, but um, you know, did you have any interest? Did you play Dying Light One? Anything? Yeah, I played Dying Light One. Um, was cool. Um, I did. I don't think I finished it. I I enjoyed. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. It seems like forever ago for some reason, but I'm really interested to see because. Um, I feel like Dying Light 2, they've, this is a true sequel in my opinion, um, because it's, it's kind of, uh, they're really changing things up, uh, but at the same time, you know, obviously keeping the essence of the first game, it, from what I can tell anyway, it seems um, they, it just feels very fresh, like they've really gone back to the drawing board, what can we do, we've got great foundations here, uh, how can we build on this, I'm basing this on all I've seen from the, uh, the, uh, the showings, at, was it like last, was it, the E3 before last that we must have 2019 seen it, but... yeah yeah it feels quite crazy yeah. um but yeah it does feel a lot different um the first game kind of felt um to me kind of like oh it, it didn't feel so it kind of like it felt like a concrete jungle in a way in a, in a sort of like monotonal way i don't know if that's a bit harsh um, but this one feels like <laughs> a bit more vibrant and a lot more sort of like variety in the landscape and stuff like that uh different kind of buildings uh higher buildings and stuff like that from what i could tell and is the introduction of uh, factions is that a new fight the five factions is that a new thing as well uh, the, to... the way it can depending on what you do with those factions it changes the world yes yeah that's very interesting i think um you know it gives you like, that walking dead the, the telephone yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean there's different factions in that i feel like it maybe they've got some influence from that a little bit um but yeah it's definitely interesting um and i feel like it, it gives it that a bit more you know interest in general for i felt that the first game was cool i like the nighttime aspect where you had to get back um all that stuff i felt like um yeah, it did kind of need a little bit something for my liking. I know it's a, a very celebrated game, but um, yeah, I feel like this one with those new elements would definitely would definitely be a nice addition to the game. And yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty cool game. I'm not sure when it's going to come though. Still, it's still like, been a little bit quiet, but hopefully nope. soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're, what they're doing, or at least what they've shown, is really ambitious. So I can imagine they've run definitely. into a lot of snags, and then obviously COVID hits. Yeah, and, you know, we've heard it all before, right? So absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, so we got to do it then. Let's touch on Deathloop before I get to indie and some of the indie titles. <laughs> Deathloop, uh, Arcane, uh, next title, PS5 timed exclusive, uh, which Xbox is honoring still uh, as part of that you know publishing deal, coming May twenty first now. Um, and if you missed it, I put in my notes here. Game uh, Games Radar uh, has some exclusive kind of coverage of it this month, <laughs> and they put an article out either yesterday or the day before. A very strong article. Uh, around what to expect of this game and why they think it's going to really, um, I won't say move the SPS, uh, FPS genre forward, but really kind of, uh, you know, add some flavor to it based on yeah. a straight shooter. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Arcane fan. Uh, I adore those games. Uh, Prey, I still think, is massively underrated. And uh, I'm really interested to see what uh, Deathloop's like, but I'm there day one on the PS5 for sure. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so am I. I'm day one. <laughs> I, I play. Listen, I'm, I know the first party now, but I, I generally play my all my third party on on Xbox. Me too. Um, and I'm not waiting. Nope, <laughs> it's not I'm happening. Not I'm not waiting. Um, yeah, this game, Arcane, Arcane. Uh, they. I'm a huge immersive sim fan. Um, going all the way back to you know Deus Ex, uh, System Shock. Yes, classics classics these games that like i said it with an immersive sim you're generally placed into a world where you, you don't really belong there necessarily and you but you <laughs> can manipulate the world in a way that the inhabitants of the world necessarily can't um and that allows you to do a whole bunch of messed up stuff in that world and approach scenarios in a variety of different ways um, while still the ones that I played, obviously, Deus Ex and System Shocks are, are also RPGs in, in that sense. So it, it's very, very open sort of mechanics. Um, and Arcane took that core and essentially made action games with that. Um, when you look at Dishonored and Prey, though, I just love those games because you can break those games. I love games that you can just go in <laughs> and break them um, and, and approach scenarios any which way you want. Um, and to see this now, sort of the evolution of that with Deathloop. And I, I kind of, when I saw the gameplay, and I remember initially seeing it at the uh, at the Bethesda press conference at, in 2019. I was at the press conference and I was with Cog. And I wasn't so sure about the, uh, the, the art style initially. I was like, ah, okay, fine. But <laughs> the gameplay, when you talk about things like Hitman and Hitman 3 and, and approaching scenarios in a different way and how do you do things so that you can manipulate kills uh, the way you want, you know, get two targets together at one time or mm -hmm. you have to be in a certain place at a certain time and, and you have to pay attention to, you know, you know uh, uh, sort of AI routines and stuff like that and be patient. Ah, uh, man, <laughs> I, I, it, I'm just giddy with the things that I know I'm going to try to do in this game. Um, so, yeah, I, I love Arcane. I love Arcane. I, lo I, I love the fact that the fact that we're, Xbox now, I think, uh, is going to allow them to sort of their games are going to hey, Xbox and Game Pass. Right. The game, the Game Pass thing puts it so that it puts it in front of people. Yes, I was not, just going to say that. You may not care, who may not have cared before, and just yep. gives them an opportunity to sort of be seen by more eyes. And I love these type of games. I think they're, in general, they're underrated all the time because it's just, it, you know, it, they, people don't kind of understand them. Um, and I, I'm just excited to have this in front, in front of as many eyes as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, Bizzle, appreciate the super chat, brother. Got to duck out, get ready for a great show, great chat. Have a great Saturday, everybody. Thanks, man. Always appreciate it. Um, Indy, you get into the arcane games at all? Um, there's some. Um, I mean, I do dig arcane because they always seem to be pushing the creativity again. They, you know, they always come back with something new. They don't tend to do sequels very often, as far as I'm aware. They seem to move on to a new project and um fresh ideas fresh fresh ips kind of thing i do do really like that about them they're not like stuck on assassin's creed 100 <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what i mean um different kind of studio but yeah you know what i'm saying um yeah. i just i uh yeah i mean death loop looks cool it is again it's got an interesting hook it's very different to their last game uh yeah. <laughs> they're changing it up all the time which is really cool um 
the you know it's it's essentially another rogue it's got the rogue aspect to it as it are we are we talking here is with the with the loop aspect that's what it sounds like is like yeah, yeah you get a, a time period or a death and then you, you mm-hmm. start over as you learn more about the environment so it's almost like a first person shooter roguelike with yeah. arcane elements which just sounds like a mashup that i've been yeah. waiting for for my whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely and you got to applaud them for their creativity as we've as I've said and you just said like i just love that um yeah it does look interesting um i remember seeing the trailer looked cool looked different to anything else again um yeah i haven't got too much on this one but you know i'm interested to see how that plays out in in game hopefully it's not something that holds it back in you know its core doesn't hold it back hopefully it's something which makes it flourish in a sense you know with the uh with the loop aspect um am i right in saying there's something involved where you start in one area of the map and there's someone else out to get you in another another area of the map and you've got a I, did I did I imagine hearing that somewhere? No, I don't. Uh, well, you may know better than me, Sav, but I know there is some sort of aspect to it where it's almost like a race. Yeah, um, that's what I thought to do something, but I don't know all the details of how it works. Uh, yeah, I can't there, yeah, there, there apparently there are two assassins. That's it, yeah. and and you have to try to get to the to to the to the mark before they do. Yeah, that sounds cool to me. It really does. Sounds really, really cool. Um, yeah, like I say, that hopefully it's not just an idea which is cool and it's limiting in the grand scheme of things. Um, I apologise to be a bit negative there, <laughs> but you know, you know, sometimes that you know idea could be great, and then you know maybe it's not got enough scope or whatever. But hopefully they have thought of great ways to um, you know branch out from that uh, core idea, which which works. I'm definitely interested to see to see yeah. how it turns out. And just one one other note right there, right, is we learned this week that Arcane Austin uh, in Texas is working on a new IP uh, with the co-creator of Dishonored and Prey, who we were just talking about, of course. So uh, this is obviously going to be under the Xbox Game Studios umbrella, uh, completely separate from Deathloop, they said, um, and brand new IP, to your point, Indy, uh, another new IP. So nice, yeah. this will be great. Um, doesn't sound like it's very far along, but hey, you know, just to hear more good stuff is coming from them makes me happy. Yeah. So. Yes, for sure. Um, so Indy, I know I, uh, we talked offline and, uh, before we kind of move on to just what we're playing is wanted to quickly touch on maybe some of the, uh, indie games or maybe even just one particular one you'd like to talk about that, uh, you know, are, should be, people should have their eyes on for, uh, early in 2021 here. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's a, there's a, as always, there's a obviously ton. there's a ton, right? <laughs> so yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do actually, I have a, a I'm a, in the middle, I'm at the moment trying to put together a video of like, um, my, my most anticipated games for indie games, sorry, for 2021. So yeah, in oh. the middle of my list uh, coming together. So there's a ton in, I've got on here. Um, but yeah, that will come together at some point, but to pick one is tricky, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few, which I, I will definitely have to say this one. I'd not have to say, it'd be a pleasure to say. It, which is Song of Iron, which um, your yeah. um, our good friend Archimedes has also covered um, mm-hmm. himself, and um, yeah. I've also uh, covered on my channel a couple of times. I've played the, I did a playthrough of the um, of the Song of Iron demo, which was super cool, and yeah. also had Joe on the developer for an interview uh, a few months before that as well. And I sort of the first after you know after the reveal from the Idea Xbox um, showcase. I don't know if you remember that. It was a small little. Um, 
segment of it. I can't remember which uh, month that took place in now. It was um, middle of last year, I believe, at some point. Yeah, um, July, August, something like yeah, that. Yeah, somewhere around that. But it was just a little... Uh, it's it so shone through in a few seconds that it was part of that sizzle reel. I love those idea Xbox sizzle reels. They always do a fantastic job of putting great games together and yeah. showing them off really nicely. Obviously, it would be nice if it was um, a full trailer being showed off in the whole thing, which was something we discussed, me and the developer, when... Um, <laughs> Because I, what actually happened was I tweet, I retweeted his um, his uh, tweet of you know this is the game trailer or whatever you know on Twitter and and uh, got quite a few um, quite a few quite a few likes and quite a lot of interest and he dropped into my um, Twitter DM and just to say thanks and stuff and then we got talking and then from there we sort of like I sort of said would you ever fancy doing an interview and stuff he's a really great guy you know to top it all off he's a really awesome guy and he's working alone on Song of Iron which is incredible wow. um, and um, you know the uh, he's got like a sound he's got a sound guy as well but he was going he was doing it on the side until the end of last year he was working um, as an animator in AAA development um, until the end of last year and now in this in this year he's just gone full-time with Song of Iron and he's approaching the final stages of it so um, yeah. yes and he's got a release window of um, middle of this year which is super exciting he is a very efficient worker <laughs> indeed uh, when, when I had him on the show he was like it's going to be spring I actually I said that's one little slip he's done it was going to be spring originally but <laughs> don't, I won't hold that against him um, but yeah like, he's incredibly quick worker he's doing this amazingly fast and the game is superb if you haven't checked out Song of Iron already it's um, one of his influences in, is inside um and uh whatever games yeah. was he, like games games like games like that but his in his game he's got he's got some puzzle elements like inside which is obviously a fantastic game to be influenced by but he's also got some really cool combat in there it's like a viking style game if you haven't checked it out already but uh, you'll definitely feel the inside vibes when you play it um and yeah like the demo was absolutely awesome and um i'm just i cannot wait he's going for a kind of um similar to again like inside he's going for a kind of rich experience rather than a long game so it's a very story driven game um and he's going for environmental storytelling as well uh it's going to be sort of maybe a three hour-ish game here i think he said before like similar to inside again and um you know it's gonna gonna be more of a potent experience that you know you really feel like oh, wow that was fantastic uh, in and out and it leaves you thinking about it afterwards if you see what i mean so yeah highly recommend checking out song of iron as joe is an awesome de developer he's uh, known as escape um is the studio name uh, but yeah as i say he's working alone and he's definitely doing a fantastic job i could say a bunch of others if you wanted it's up to you i don't know if you would have to stop me like a, a flow of water if you see what i'm saying <laughs> there is a ton of i mean you know i'm sure you guys know about the ascent i mean maybe oh, yeah. someone else yeah. wants to talk about the ascent i mean you know cyberpunk world is going to be 4k 60 on the xbox series x looking fantastic yeah. uh team of 11 neon giant um yeah that, that game is looking really cool could be coming soon annapurna i've got three awesome games coming for us which are looking to be moving to the polishing stages which are the artful escape you probably remember yeah. seeing that an e3 yeah. conference and um we also have 12 minutes of course yes that's uh, that's my most woo! anticipated indie this year nice mm -hmm. nice yeah, yeah it seems to have a lot of attention a lot of love um from the community which is obviously very much deserved yeah. as it does look really cool and it's very unique again top-down perspective um obviously a 12 minute time loop um 
and uh, you know where you have to figure out the story as it unfolds and just go through motions trying different um, narrative uh, sort of um, routes and stuff like that you, there's a murder that's taken place really interesting very cinematic feel to it as well and obviously they got three awesome voice actors including Daisy Ridley which is pretty damn yeah, cool yeah it's awesome James yeah. McAvoy, oh. yeah, James yeah, McAvoy. and of course amazing. William Defoe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> amazing, amazing voice cast. Oh my God. That is superb, isn't it? Because like, yeah, I mean, it was looking great anyway, and then they added that quite recently, wasn't it? It was like, wow, that's that's going to top it off. And you know, when you've got a story-driven game, having good voice talent is you know a really big thing for it. Yeah. Like, you know, like like in Hades, the voice talent in that game is awesome i won't go off into hades because i will take a half an hour talking about <laughs> my love for hades <laughs> but yeah there's a ton of great there's a ton of great games as i say i, I won't list them all off because you No, you you're fine plug. <laughs> it, it's uh no it's fine uh it's it's exciting and it's almost overwhelming um it really is because you know 2020 was uh <laughs> outside of gaming we won't talk about but in gaming wise 2020 yes. was incredible it and, was um, yeah it's just as the market continues to grow, we keep talking about this, right? The gaming market just grows. There's more developers, more publishers, more money being yep. spent. There's more gamers. And so, you know, we're Definitely. getting to the point where it's just like, you know, every week there's something to look forward to if you're paying attention to the the whole gaming market. Most definitely. Um, yeah. And that's what I would say, like you've alluded to there, just encourage people to not just think about what's feeded to you without sounding disrespectful. You know, just go out there and look for some games. You know, there's, there's websites like releases.com, which I use, and that's got all the releases of the year. Uh, look out for the games that are coming up because sometimes they won't be sort of like uh, fed to you all the time. Look out for these indie games because there's some amazing games. Obviously, Game Pass does a great job of giving some uh, attention to that and letting us try them out. But seek those games out as it's, you know, often very rewarding to find something special, which is, um, you know, not been talked about in that. Like, for example, one game we've got coming up this month um, that I know Lord Cognito is probably looking forward to. That is Cyber Shadow because it's a ninja yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he hasn't heard about it already, that is it's coming out on the 26th mm -hmm. or 28th. And that's uh, I think that's dropping straight into Game Pass. It's from Yacht Club Games. So um, yeah. and a solo developer. Oh, They're nice. publishing that one, actually, is a, a solo developer. Well, and, on. and to your point, um, uh, song of iron if i'm if i'm not mixing this up that's an idea at xbox game too right yeah it's on the idea xbox program yeah. that's right yes indeed yeah. yeah so that's pretty damn cool um that yeah. gives um yeah it takes a little bit of weight off the mind from the developer obviously yes. they're not they're not a publisher but it does help them out in a lot of ways in like the marketing department which is often the way they're probably um the indie developers are quite daunted by you know getting their game out and showing to people when it's shown on the big stage on idea xbox real it's you know getting that attention which is fantastic oh well, that's how cuphead blew up i mean yeah yeah um, but i mean yeah i mean we again we we so many i feel like so many topics we could talk about but curation yes. is the biggest problem for indie yeah. developers and steam mm. has had you know as steam has exploded you know there was a time where steam uh finding new games on steam was very easy uh, among indie developers and of course that's why it blew up but now there's so many games that are released so frequently it's really hard and that's where game pass has another benefit right it's, as we just talked about it's giving people that opportunity to play games they might have never played yes absolutely yeah i mean i mean not everyone is like me who likes to 
sift through everything to find the gems if you see what i mean so yeah steam yeah. i absolutely adore steam but, um, I, I love it for that reason because there's, there's gems in there that people don't know about and stuff yeah um and there's more indie games on there because sometimes indie games get released um on pc first and then um if they're you know they, they try the pc platform first and then if it's successful uh, they'll go for a, yeah. a year later they'll come out on another console or something because it's a lot for some some uh, indie developers to do it all at once um so yeah so i, I love steam for that reg that regard but yeah it is there is a ton there's a so much on steam but i love it for that but some people will probably find that quite a daunting thing um but hopefully that um you know people like id xbox showing games off and also hopefully my little channel helps a little bit <laughs> by showing off some indie games that people want to check out as that's my endeavor <laughs> that's awesome Guys, anything you want to add for Indy or any of the games he touched on? I mean, yeah, 12 minutes. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, when I first saw that trailer, um, yeah, we were like, we just went crazy. And then a little while later, um, we ran into Patrick Maka, who I, but I don't know if you played it or he got to see just gameplay of it, um, extended gameplay of the different scenarios that can happen in in a sing in a singular run. And he yes. was blown away blown away by nice. the amount of things that can happen differently um and actually the amount of control you had in that where it wasn't you sort of along for the ride and making decisions at pivotal points it's you creating situations to to create those moments right rather than sort of just experiencing them uh so he, cool. yeah he was blown away by it and since, since then i've been super excited and just the, the addition of that voice cast just you know yes. puts it at another level for me <laughs> yeah. um, that's really interesting to hear that actually because it obviously um not to take anything away from how amazing it looks but you know it's we don't know too much about the gameplay at the moment so yeah that's interesting to hear those little little segments there of that you know because yeah it's going to be interesting to see you know how it plays out in in actual real time when you're actually playing the game right um yeah it's, that's the thing in all games it's always down to the gameplay if you actually enjoy yeah. the thing at the end of the day so but you know it has everything going for it so hopefully it will be fantastic. yeah it, it seems like everything is so reactionary because then things things are triggered that happen and you have to react to the you know depending on how you want to do things you sort of react to what's happening if somebody's banging at your door trying to get in <laughs> you're trying to like hide evidence or or exactly. it, yeah it was just a bunch of different scenarios it's almost like a domino effect exactly right? exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. that that seems super awesome awesome um and then something else you mentioned earlier indy was uh was hollow knight silk song, uh, silk song oh, yes I, of course. I i am a metroidvania fanatic oh my man and and, <laughs> and, uh, and hollow knight is is probably i would say it's right up there with the best ever um oh. and it, it is one of those things where the aesthetic the aesthetic might turn some people off because it, it seems very barren and lonely early on Mm -hmm. um and but you do have to give it a little bit of time but once yes. you do um it's wow it really is i i it mean it's up there with with uh metroid and and um so it's yeah still song i'm super <laughs> excited yeah so you're excited for silks did you see the recent news that came out the edge magazine uh, yeah. reveal for silk song and uh, they showed a little bit of stuff but still no release date unfortunately yeah. but yeah silk song's my most anticipated indie game by far definitely yeah. um yeah i didn't mention that a minute ago because we still don't know the release date so. yeah but I'm, I'm hoping this year i'm really hoping for this year but i don't i don't know um, yeah. and another one yeah. that i'm hoping for this year uh, again in that same metroidvania vein axiom verge 2 oh yes nice. oh, okay yeah yeah 
I'm a fanatic of this stuff. I, I oh, well, you've got to know. I've got a gem. I've got a little gem for you then, Sov, if you uh, if you would like it. Uh, mm. um, uh, and you, the distant light. You got to check it out, my oh, friend. Oh yes, it's a little gem. I, so it's like a sci-fi okay. sci-fi Metroidvania. It's obviously like um, you know your Metroidvania is. Uh, it's set in space. So you um, you're like sent we out have. there, and you just got to discover the world. Uh, I, I mean, I don't if. need to sell it to you. It's but it's, I've played the demo. It's a, I did a demo on my channel. There is actually still a demo. It's made by Resonator. They're like mm -hmm. a two-person X AAA developers. Um, but yeah, it's spelled A N E W. The Distant Light, and I think you will really, really dig it, my friend. Just, um, ch just check it out and let me know what you think. <laughs> it, 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 oh, I've checked it out already. Um, I oh, actually, you have already. Oh, so sorry. I, I I, just... I, no, no, it's fine. I'm <laughs> laughing because I, if you go, if you go to our channel. Um, I nice. interviewed one of the developers. At oh, Hacky you're mad, you're the man. <laughs> two, two, two years ago. Um, and I remember we were walking by, and and it's one of the at Pax East. There's so much great stuff on the show floor. Yes, it is, it is so easy just to walk by stuff. And I we're walking by, and King, because I I was paired up with King, and King was doing the recording. I was doing the uh, the interviews, and he's like, "Wait, hold up, we have to go see, <laughs> we have to go see this game." And I'm like, "Okay." Yes. And when we sat there and we saw it and I spoke to it and again, I, I don't remember the details of the interview, but I knew I know seeing mm -hmm. it because it was it was it's a Metroidvania, but it's 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 a spaceship, right? If I'm not. Yeah, you sort of said you're like a, a child that's been like sent out into space and you sort of like just you don't know what's going on. You first right. you turn, so you turn up there and there's like two pods. One of the pods has like been broken mm -hmm. away and the other pod is like they've sort of like someone's escaped and then you're yeah. you're there and you're like, what's going on here? And then you sort of obviously like most Metroidvania games do that really well. You're sort of like discovering as you go kind of feel. But yeah, yeah that's that's the, you're like on a space station. Um, but they've shown their full map, which is quite surprising because like, mm -hmm. um, well, it just shows the scope of it. It's right. A, it's, it, you don't do that for a Metroidvania. You don't right? usually <laughs> do that. That's what I thought. But it is on there. I'm following on Steam and stuff. So um, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's, they don't usually do that, but then uh, it shows the scope of the game. I think they're saying it's 30 to 40 hours of gameplay, so I think they were proud oh. to sort of show it, if you see what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this is two people making this game. Uh, it's so, ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I love Metroidvanias. You, I mean, people, I, I, I know there was, there was a resurgence and people got kind of tired of them and they were dime a dozen, but give me more. Yeah, <laughs> give me more. yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's another one just quickly. If, uh, it's called Unbound Worlds Apart. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I have um, not. No, definitely check that one out. If you like another Metroidvania, Unbound Worlds Apart is an awesome game. I played the demo of that one as well. Uh, there's a yeah. prologue available on Steam if you wanted to try it out. Prologue okay. on Steam. There you so go, Andy. Did, did, did you play <laughs> Bloodstained? Uh, nice. Did you play Bloodstained by any chance? Did you like Bloodstained? Um, I didn't jump into it actually. It was very surprising. I sort of, um, I still need to. It's installed and I should have done so far. It's just so many games. With indie yeah. games, there's even more than AAA games. Though. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's hard like, to be that. I really like 10 times more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, but that's, it's a beautiful thing to have though. That, you know, more yeah. games is good. <laughs> it is. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. There's, uh, there really are so many to look forward to, like Tunic and everything, Sable. The gunk, yeah. which is looking Dan, cool. Dan's big on tunic. Nice. I keep telling him I played it two years ago, but that doesn't make him any happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dan, <laughs> yeah, you're on mute, dude. Get early. Oh, is he? Tunic, goodness. Yeah, tunic looks awesome. Yeah, Martha yeah. is dead is one that I want to try because it looks nice. kind of. Thought that was a horror yeah. game, though. I mean, it looks kind of like Edith Finch like. Yeah, that's oh, true. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, um, like maybe. 
it's okay. Yeah, again, <laughs> I might get to a point. Little Nightmares Two is huge for yeah, me, probably. Yeah, yeah that's going to be really cool. I think it's looking really, really good actually. Yeah, I've got the uh, yeah. TV edition coming with the oh little, sweet, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, the first I, one was really good. It was. I, I just want to give a quick shout out to Walter Shields in the chat. Yeah. I have not heard the words "Midnight Resistance" in so long. Where is he? Where is he? There you go. So Walt, Walt is uh, the twin brother of Elu, who writes for us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Love Midnight Resistance. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, man. All kinds yeah. of games called out today. It's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Man. I mean, my list, I've been looking at it on my screen right now, is 30 games, and I'm trying to put that into a video. <laughs> <laughs> you're, doing your, you're doing your own sizzle reel. Yeah. Yeah, 30, yeah, exactly. 30 indie games. I'll have to get that right down. I was thinking about doing it, uh, what part one, part two. I don't know what to do. There's just too many. That was hard to get yeah. it down to 30. I'm not going to even lie. Yeah. <laughs> Shiz, no, what's up, brother? He said uh, the gunk too. That's another cool. Yeah, one the gunk looks yeah. really cool. So I mean, one, like we it. said, it's it's endless. So. Yeah, it's, but, I'm definitely um, interested in the gunk. Just it's like because I Steam World, it's the Steam World devs, so mm -hmm. yeah. I love the Steam World games, <laughs> and you know that's their first 3D uh, game that they're doing, and they've got such you know great you know original games like in 2D all their games like Steam World High, Steam World Dig Two, two of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the world in in the gunk looks so detailed and unique and stuff again um so yeah i won't go on because i know you want to wind things up probably but yeah i just really looking forward <laughs> to the gunk looks special nah it's awesome yeah. and and you know what it's okay we can we can organize another show and we'll just pick right <laughs> yeah. up with more indie games later man <laughs> so. um yeah so uh man i love the conversation guys honestly it's been great um i did want to touch on is there anything um currently playing you know that you're playing right at the moment that you want to shout out on or talk about i'm i'm playing everything basically <laughs> whatever i'm just throwing stuff see what sticks i'm kind of getting ready for hitman yeah uh, you've only got 11 days till hitman yeah, so. yeah well that yeah that won't be a big problem um mm -hmm. and then uh i'm going back to the path list trying to get my um platinum on that which okay is gonna take nice. a while, I think. i'm just gonna start fresh because it just seems like most of what i have left is gonna just require me to remember what i actually did <laughs> and what like items and stuff i picked up so it's just gonna be easier if i just start again which is fine by me um and then a uh, little bit of spider-man here and there uh i, I just kind of throw in whatever uh, it's just been whatever, kind of a whatever hits the mood yeah whatever works a little bit of monster hunter demo you know I, i'm not i'm not there's nothing i'm like super hyper focused on right now yeah. so just kind of whatever's on there and you know maybe try to hit a couple games here and there the, you know the only problem is you know my backlog you know we talked about this earlier with the with the frame frame rate issues i have now i i can't it's basically shrunk my backlog to nearly nothing like i went back to try to uh see what the last of us two looked like and i, can't, I was like man this game was so gorgeous when it released and it still is but now i'm looking at it and i'm like yeah <laughs> like, where, where, where's that patch? Where's yeah, that where, patch? Yeah, what are we doing here, guys? You know, I mean, something going. You know, so so it's, you know, it's. I'm at that point now where if I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to play a game. You're spoiled, man. Oh yeah, I took literally turning on Valhalla at perform on performance mode to make me go. Oh, we were swindled we with that one X and PS4 Pro. Is it because Valhalla is one of your favorite games of the year, right? No. Nope, it's not even top ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Andy, you plan anything uh, you want to shout out on like currently? Um, 
Yeah, I'm doing a bit of a bad job of playing too many games at once at the moment, in a way. But <laughs> one game definitely would like to shout out is um, Unto the End, which I know Lord Sovereign yes. is going oh, to have I something to say. I about that. Yeah. Well, I'll actually, <laughs> I'll, I'll, mention, I'll mention that one. Yeah. I was going to oh, say, I was going to mention that when you were talking about um, Joe's game, Song of Iron, because uh, yeah. it kind of similar aesthetic. Yeah, oh, in a way. yeah, def- definitely. Actually, when I first sort of um, no, I know, when I first saw them both, or like saw one and then saw the other one, I thought, yeah, it does have a similarity. But. Um, yeah, believe me though, if you play unto the end, it's um get ready for a quite punishing experience it's in hard. a good way. <laughs> it's it is fantastic though. It like um you just gotta sort of think like I say, know what you're going into kind of thing. You can't go in hack and slashing, it's just like not that kind of game. It's very deliberate combat. It's like yeah. you feel the weight of the combat, you've got to time it, you've got to sort of like block and then you've got to block high and then attack low for example uh you've got to you know, so either block or high low and then you've got like a uh you've got dark and stuff like that there's all different kind of things you can do but i just feel like it's done so well um actually there's, there's been a few mixed reviews on steam which is a shame to see i think i don't yeah. know if it's um people are finding it a bit too hard or something there's a few people who have said that but you know yeah it's quite tough but you know it's made to feel like you're actually this father who is like going on a real journey through you know this desolate land and it's like a a, a harrowing experience it's made to feel like that so you're actually feeling like as you play but you do obviously you are enjoying it don't (laughs) get me wrong (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i just feel like it's really well There's there's a part in the game where you're inside the caves underground and you you can see the light shining through um to the outside and it's like the wind's blowing like whistling and you can see like like sort of like dust flying through the and it just I, that moment was literally epicness i honestly <laughs> i just was like this is absolutely phenomenal uh, you really feel like you're going from a dark place because uh, it's very dark inside the caves and you it have is. like your um stick with the your torch torch thank you very much that's the word your stick with fire <laughs> stick with fire <laughs> we need a name for that <laughs> my lord <laughs> my brain doesn't work too well a lot of the time um, but yeah, no, when you go from that inside the caves, they, they, I think they make it intentionally dark. You know, you can only see around you. Um, and then when you go to the outside part, it just feels like you're actually going from, you know, real darkness to real, to real bright light area, which is, I just feel like the atmosphere of the game is so well done. Um, uh, yeah, the combat is incredibly well done, but it is tough. Um, um, but yeah, stick with it, guys. Like, you know, learn, learn, the, learn the combat. Don't go slashing in at them wait for them to be off balance and then attack all that kind of stuff it's a phenomenal game definitely check it out Um, i'm also still playing hades because i adore it (laughs) you cannot beat hades i swear it's one of the best games you know in years it is definitely the best roguelite game if you want to call it a roguelite game is probably more accurate um but it's definitely a best rogue game um ever made in my opinion it is so well done i absolutely loved the documentary made by no clip if you if you, any of you guys have ever watched no clip documentaries yeah, great, on youtube great documentaries it is so good and uh, seeing like super giant games how they work behind the scenes how they got through the covid um shutdown yeah. uh, everything like that is is fantastically done uh, that no clip documentary so look it up on steam hades no clip documentary and i think you'll love it if you enjoy seeing behind the scenes stuff on you know games development that's such a good documentary but the game is so phenomenal if you haven't checked out hades already 
the every, everything that everyone's saying about it is is true <laughs> get on it yeah. guys you, you're you're um delaying an inevitable joy that you will have when you play it <laughs> awesome. yeah yeah a couple but, of the guys at sg adore it uh it was their game yeah. of the year and i just i'm just it's waiting for it i i don't play my switch a whole lot and i'm i'm just hoping it comes either xbox or playstation sometime soon i could play it on pc i just haven't so i need yeah. to get to it though i will i will get to it good stuff um, brother <laughs> shizno says in uh, chat i hope ghost runner gets popular too when they upgrade it um that's one that uh mo who uh was in here earlier in chat he talks about ghost runner all the time it's a really great game to play too so uh keep an eye on yes that. i Maybe played the uh the demo of that it's, that's another punishing game but again it's sort of yes. it's, it's quite like almost like a puzzle game isn't it the way it's you die and you come back and you have to sort of like it's, it's almost like i say it's part of the process is dying in that game yeah um, he said as, he said it tracks your death and he said he, he beat it uh but he said he 1400 or something that's exactly, like 1461 yeah. or something and that's nothing said. to feel ashamed of because it's just it's how, what happens in the game you die oh, okay i've got a different route i've got to go dash on that part there i've got you know what i mean it's, it's just yeah. if, if anyone beats it without dying then they are literally a robot <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm sure there's one or two people are. <laughs> so what you up to man anything good you've been playing uh yeah i mean i'm back to work so i my my gaming has been diminished considerably <laughs> but that that's what the switch is for so um but yeah I, before that like i i i dip in, in and out of valhalla um it, like it's comfort food for me so i can just dip in and out do a couple of missions and then put it down yeah um and on the playstation i've gone back to try to finish ghost of tsushima i need to do um, that uh, yeah, and on the PlayStation, uh, it runs beautifully at 60. It's it's a gorgeous game. Um, the open world stuff is whatever. It's stuff that I've seen before, but uh, I really want to get through that narrative. So yeah. I, I want to try to do that. But it, it, again, it will be in bits and pieces. Um, and on the Switch, so on the Switch, I picked up Unto the End. And I know it's on Game Pass, and why would you do that? But hey, <laughs> it's, it, it's, the, it's the only time I, I would have to really play it. So yeah, uh, I'm loving that uh that we 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 had those uh, we had Stephen danton on the show and yeah about uh it talked about the the process for that and you know it, it, just any game that looks and plays that way and is made by one or two people uh you just got to tip your cat to it had to uh but Definitely. i love the fact that it is deliberate that it isn't just this hack and slash 2d game that the you really do have to pay attention to your environment and mm -hmm. uh and 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 I love the tone of it. I love the tone and the environment and the, sort of the music. Everything about it is, is is pretty awesome. And again, I just love seeing small games that are able to do the, those type of things. So I'm enjoying that, but it is kicking my ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's inevitable that I don't feel bad. Everyone will die on that game again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then and in Hades, you got to get. I got to get my Hades runs in, <laughs> you know, yes. as much as possible. Uh, love that game. Absolutely adore that game. Um, and then something I, I think I mentioned uh, offline before we, we started, um, I picked up Grindstone on the Switch yeah. because uh, I'm not an I'm not an iPhone owner, so I wasn't around when it first came out for Apple Arcade. Probably was that beginning of 2019, maybe. It's going back uh, a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's going back a bit. So um, I picked it up with you know Nintendo tax and all, so it was like 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of the five you paid monthly for Apple Arcade. 
Um, but it's a fantastic little game. Uh, basically, you play this this gem miner, um, and I love the art style. Like you look like this humongous like Hulk Hogan like looking the dude with his shirt off, and and you have to go into these caves to mine these gems. But you have uh, there are enemies there They're trying to stop you from doing that. So uh, the conceit of the game is basically finding a path uh, around around uh, each cave. To get to the to, to get to the gems, and you do that by sort of uh, it, it's basically by color. So you you okay. you know, you, whatever you know, the different color enemies, and you follow a line, killing the same color enemies until you get to a gem. You collect the gem, and the gem allows you to switch color. So that way, you can sort of extend your 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 combo, so to speak. And uh, nice. beyond that, like you're able to upgrade your gear, you're able to get like single use items and stuff that'll help you on specific runs. Very cool game. Very cool game. I, I've only played nice. it for maybe 30 minutes. I can see the addiction factor. I can see <laughs> the gameplay so, loops got you. Yeah, the, the gameplay <laughs> loops got me. So so that's that's pretty much it. And I hope to uh I hope to be playing Hitman on the 20th with Dan because that yeah man. So excited for that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh Rob man, shout out to you guys catching this while barbecue and drink a beer. Sounds like good times to me, man. Thanks oh, for swinging man. by. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, the only game I was gonna shout out is Yakuza, uh like a dragon. Um you know, now that I've put half of my life in the cyberpunk, um, you know, I'm finally moving on to other games, picked up Yakuza this week, the little steel books behind me, of course. And um, I have never been into Yakuza. I couldn't get into it. I've tried a couple of them. I think Kiwami maybe and Zero. I don't remember which ones, but I just, they never grabbed me. Um, but, you know, Dan always recommends them and um, a bunch of people talking about how good this game is. And so uh, I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing it all week. Um, I don't know how much I have in right now, maybe eight, 10 hours or so, but it's really fun. It's really well written. Good story so far. The characters are endearing and um, just having a good time. It's a funny game. So uh, if you're one of those people like me who always felt they couldn't, felt like you couldn't get into the Yakuza games previously, because I know there's you know quite a few people like that, give this one a shot. Uh, in my opinion, the turn-based combat changes it up a bit. It's more like an actual uh jrpg you know uh but with the kind of yakuza silliness um and still story <laughs> that uh, i'm going through so uh been having a real good time with it uh that's nice. pretty much all i've been playing outside of cyberpunk still on the side um, <laughs> how many but, hours in cyberpunk now um so dan's at like 180 i'm at like 160 nice <laughs> um dan played through fully two times i've played through one very long playthrough on Xbox, and then I have about 15 hours or so on my PC playthrough. So, wow. um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> That's cool. amazing, amazing game, despite, you know, you have to have a few hours in if you, far too much about uh, yeah, you have to have a few hours in i was gonna say if you've got the chair you know the, the jumper the everything you, you this, can, this is to... this is like four percent of the cyberpunk <laughs> stuff in my house right now really? it's, ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous honestly but anyway um yeah, but definitely give Yakuza a shot. And sadly, you know, it just doesn't seem like it has sold extremely well. So it's already I got I got it uh, the this version because I'm a physical guy, but I got it with both steel books day one edition for thirty five bucks. So Ooh, uh, nice. yeah, I mean, it's just you can't you can't <clears throat> beat it, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, guys, yeah, I'm, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. It's dude, guys, it's been fantastic. Uh, honestly, both you guys have been just a joy to have on. Uh, fantastic oh, conversation. So much nostalgia and memories uh, in, <laughs> in the games we've talked about today. So I really appreciate it. Um, let's hear you know where we can find you. Go ahead, shout out your channels on Twitter, YouTube, etc. So Indy, I'll start with you, man. 
Oh man, it's been honestly such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, have so much respect for you, as I said at the, the top of the show. Um, you know, it's been so much fun and apologies for my ramblings sometimes i can't get words out properly <laughs> but i hope <laughs> i hope we got it out in the end <laughs> working on it working on it <laughs> uh, but no thank you so much for having me my friend it's been such a pleasure you're all awesome all you got all three of you guys are fantastic to hang with um i've loved hearing all your takes and everything and thanks so much for the chat for hanging with us uh you can indeed find me on my youtube channel which is um in sorry youtube forward slash uh, the indie gamer one all one word and also you can find me on twitter which is indie underscore gamer underscore zero one um on the youtube channel and in twitter and everywhere i do focus on all indie game content which is probably goes without saying but <laughs> um yeah i do love my indie stuff and spreading the word for indie games and sharing that positivity with everyone is what i'm all about so uh, if you do like your indie games or want to find out about some more that are coming out coming out and stuff like that feel free to drop by and subscribe on the channel it would mean the world uh, we did do the indie games award indie games awards at the end of last year which is still available for you to check out we did 16 awards in um of all of the indie variety and there are timestamps in, in that video uh, in case you're concerned about the length of that stream but yeah feel free if you want to check those <laughs> out <laughs> um but yeah there will be much more content coming soon including my uh, best upcoming indie games of 2021 etc but honestly though this has been so much fun it really has and and an honor and sort of like a, a bucket list kind of in a way as no, well oh come on now <laughs> no, i'm genuine i'm genuine no. i'm genuine <laughs> i've been in the community for quite a while you know so um been watching your content a lot and you the way you do things is very you know honest and down to earth and also a lot of passion there and you know to be able to be a part of your show has been so much fun and a complete honor thank you again Ains, and thanks everyone else as well it's been a blast hanging with you Humbled, man. Thanks so much for the comments. Um, Sov, um, I know our audience knows where they can find you, uh, just like Indy, but shout it out anyway, man. Yeah, man. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I I love and respect what you guys do so much because I, I, I love... I love the written word. I love the written word, and you guys. Thank you, somebody. <laughs> nice, it's good, good point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I love the, the the passion and the effort you guys put behind that because it's not easy. Everybody, you know, nowadays the same the same with us and LordsGaming.net. Nowadays, everybody just watches a video for everything, and and yeah, you do have to sort of accompany words with, with videos all the time because that's just how it works. But uh, I love nothing better to sit down and to read an in-depth review um and and you guys do a, a fantastic job at that so so thank you so much for what you do respect what you guys do um and thanks for having me because i know i i'm never around so the elusive man um <laughs> so um yeah absolutely a pleasure to be here um, you guys can find me on the Iron Lords podcast every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube. Um, and on Twitter, you can find me at Lord Sob ILP. I don't tweet that much. I'm, I tell, you know, I'm the master of the retweet. You know, you put some stuff up on it and I'll, I'll, I'll retweet the hell out of it. But <laughs> this, is, this is the power I want. Like I would, like if it weren't for just the information on Twitter, like just the, the, you know, the source of info, I would be 
gone from that place. Yeah, but, man, you know, I, I, I respect your Twitter game so much. Dude, like, it, this is because Cog, Cog forced me. Like, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, I was like, do I really need a Twitter? It's like, you, you got to be out there, man. Like, you, they, people got to know about Saab. I'm like, no, nah, they, they really don't. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, and lastly, I just, I love, I, I love the show and I love the way you guys approach the format of the show. Like, I, I love our show. But our show, we focus a lot on news and stuff like that. And it's, it's rare that we really have an extended period during the show where we talk about any one particular game, just gameplay wise, like what we love, don't love about it, gameplay mechanics. And this was all that. And if you can't tell, like, I love that stuff. Like, I, love, <laughs> I just love, you know, talking about the things that we love about specific games, breaking them down, stuff like that. So I, I love that this was all that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no news, all that. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank man. you guys. I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you very much. Um, well, then uh, you'll have to be less elusive and we'll have to do it more often. Yeah, man. I, I, no promises, but I, 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 <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> oh, man. No, fantastic show, guys. Thanks so much. Um, you know where you can find uh, Dan and I. And uh, just a couple things real quick is uh, we had our award show as well. So uh, check out Nindy's. Uh, check out ours. Ours was uh, last week. And uh, it was the first uh, award show we've done for season gaming. So full categories. All the staff voted. You know, we did a full process for it. So that shows out there. You can find it on our channel. Uh, reviews this week. We did reviews of uh, Exit the Gungeon and uh, Twin Mirror um, nice. by... Um, by Ryan and Nate. So those are up. Check those out. Um, I'm bringing back this week, actually, uh, a series I started a year, year and a half ago called Industry Perspective, where um, I, I pick one topic and kind of focus in on it. Uh, I've talked about Game Pass. I've talked about PlayStation, Xbox, et cetera, at the moments in time. Um, but I'm adding a new flavor to it where I'm going to sit down one-on-one uh, -on -one with someone else, uh, a content creator that I admire, and just have a chat, just an open beer conversation about gaming culture history um you know where we come from those types of things so my first guest funny enough is lord cognito um one of my favorites you know that we talk to all the time and uh you know we've talked about it before so i'm sitting down with him early next week we're going to record that it's not live but um it's just going to be like i said a one-on-one -on -one conversation about all things gaming and and what nice. we love about it and uh that'll be published uh later or mid next week so keep an eye for that i would appreciate any uh any love feedback uh and critical feedback as well and then uh that's really about it man it's uh you know it's been a little slow start to the new year with news as you guys know um in terms of just the the major stuff but i i feel like it's about the kick off right so uh the site there hasn't been a ton of content on the site this week because it's a little slower but we'll it's obviously about the ramp up so it's uh great uh great to be back chat you were awesome today thanks for everyone who stopped by it's been a pleasure and uh that was a bitcast 136 and until then we'll see you next saturday peace